podcast a professional wrestling podcast where a bunch of marks discuss pro wrestling where everything's at work and our opinions don't even matter firstly i'd like to introduce the man of the hour our local birthday boy the coffee chugging cadillac cowboy himself old ethan Woo. oh yeah. it's yeah. birthday week i got a lot to say i got some beans mm. to spill Ooh. it's time to rock and roll beans, beans. Yeah, you it's almost me. birthday day, <laughs> in fact. Seeing Yo. as we're a little late on the podcast today. Wonder, man, I ain't even gonna get going on that one. It's fine, Ethan. I don't know where I was going, to be honest. But happy early birthday apples. here. Happy, happy belated birthday. By the time these people are listening to it. Um. Yeah. Speaking of my birthday, I'm taking uh, take me to Dallas donations on Cash App. You All right, join that'll it. be on the Up and Over podcast Twitter. Um, with that being said, we have, of course, the dynamic duo. Firstly, Big Papa C, the man, the myth, the legend. That's my man, Cortland. What up, what up, what up, what up? Oh, wow. And debuting for the first time ever, former <laughs> Scientologist turned pinball enthusiast. That is Pinball Patty Mills. How's it going, world? Your boy's here. It sounded good. The mission is possible, right? I'll never forget yeah, you saying working that. working it out. And of course, we have the man behind it all. The true face of the Up and Over podcast. The man coming directly to you from his living room that looks like a guest bedroom. That is Casey El Gordo Gringo. I found my Bam Bam signed photo that makes me happy. Nice, nice. Hell yeah. Okay. If you're not watching on YouTube and you are listening to this via podcast, Casey's finger was nowhere near the picture on his wall. <laughs> Wasn't the general direction, you know? It was, but, like, it was, but it was a good effort. It was my, around there. Uh, it was somewhere over there. It's in this general vicinity. If you see me sweating in this podcast, mind your business. I'm pretty sure my AC's broken. You don't know how hard it is being Mike Klinsky. <laughs> if y'all are listening, if y'all are Broken. listening, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Up and Over Pod, Up and Over Podcast.com, where you can buy dad hats, snapback hats, trucker hats, long sleeve t shirts, short sleeve t shirts with one or two uh, logos on it, fanny packs of the champion variety. Hopefully, we get Pit Viper soon. I'm still holding out hope. 
palm beanies. You get all sorts of stuff there. Upandoverpodcast.com for all of your Up and Over Podcast merchandise. On our Twitter, on our Instagram, you will find all of our social media if you want to follow us. Tell us that we suck at our, you know, our podcast and duties, whatever the case might be. Fellas, before we dive into this week's episode, which is a doozy, we have a Pro Wrestling Gorilla, uh, you know, birthday episode for Ethan. Who would like to discuss some stuff about the current state of professional wrestling? I do believe Ethan has a few things he'd like to cover. I have a few things. I will. I'll pass it right over to him. Let's pass it. So... Sunday, Monday of this week, New Japan decided to announce a fucking shitload of stuff. Um, next week, next Tuesday, which is odd that they waited till a week before to announce the card for their 50th anniversary show, which is a huge fucking show. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to run down the whole card and, you know, spend too much time on it, but normally they run a IWGP heavyweight champ versus the junior heavyweight, but this year they're doing a fucking trios match for the main event. Um, with Okada, Tanahashi, and Fujinami versus Suzuki, Sabre Jr., and Fujiwara, which is fucking wild. Those dudes are like 70. And fucking Fujinami is under a Legends contract with WWE, which I didn't know until I looked it up, and I'm like, that's fucking wild. Um, <laughs> but that's happening next Tuesday. If you guys are, you know, feeling this birthday episode of mine, and you want to stay up with me, you know, and you can watch it together. No, you're not Join sleeping. Me. I'm not sleeping on that. New night. Japan I'm and chill. Awake. I'm taking the day off of work to lay back. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but on top of that, not to even run down the rest of that card, they announced a 48-person New Japan Cup field, which is the largest fucking one they've ever done. That bracket is that fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just like. Dude, how do you? And then they have certain people that are getting buys, which is crazy. I'm just like, how do you, de- how do you even determine who's getting a buy? There's no rhyme or reason. Um, I was a little disappointed at first because they're lifting restrictions in Japan, so I was like, if you're doing 48 people, you got to be bringing some people over from America or something. But there's not really anybody. I mean, Osprey's going back. But, I mean, still, they're bringing in some people from other companies to spice shit up, like Shima and Takamichinoku and stuff like that. So, should be a good one. Should be nice. And anybody got anything else they want to hop on? Uh, How do y'all feel about everyone and their mom saying that Taker should be the only person inducted this year? Whoa. I, it wait, almost I... It almost feels that way, though. It almost feels yeah. like that's what's happening. Yeah. Because that five, it's like five minutes for that promo, which let's acknowledge that WWE absolutely crushed that promo. And it's yeah. probably the best promo work of WWE entirely. Um, yeah, between Kane's and Undertaker's, it rocks. Like, Kane's last year's was fucking yeah. amazing. And then this one blew that one out of the water. Oh. But, dude, it's fucking awesome. I don't know if. It's one of those things where people have always said, like, the Hall of Fame should be smaller so that way these people can, like, really get a light shine on them. Um, and I feel like if you're ever going to do it, Undertaker uh, is the one to do it for the WWE, you know. Um, but that's if you ever do it. I, I don't really see them doing it, though. Well, yeah, especially knowing – no, well, they offered Jeff Hardy a spot, right? He so turned, that, yeah, would yeah. As, that would he assume down. that they've already yeah. offered other people that spot, though. Exactly. Of course. Right, um, so – I mean, I think that if you did do smaller classes, like maybe 
uh, two men's and two women's legends, like put them in the Hall of Fame and that be your class or like six people as a class instead yeah. of like trying to bulk out 12 or fucking can 10 I, at a time. Can I ask a question right now? Yeah, she. Who else right now do you think like you would even put in an Undertaker class right now? Vader. It's, it's bam, tough bam. for you. Bam, 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 bam. Big love. Man, man, big not being at home. Someone, just, someone had brought it back up, video. and it's been irritating me since that, like, Bam Bam basically told the world that, like, hey, I'm going to die sometime in, like, the next like, year or so. Yeah. And WWE didn't do a fucking thing oh, about it. Dang. They were just like, well, that sucks, and, like, just moved on with it. Like, <laughs> it's yes. tough. It's tough to answer your question for me, Pat, because you got to realize that they always do, like, you know, historic wings too right you're gonna get those like old like you know blackjack mulligan type people yeah. that get in from like the 60s and 70s yeah um blackjack lanza yeah, kind of thing you know and absolutely right mm -hmm. but uh, there's so many of those like men and women that still deserve to be in that will make their way in, and you're like wow i thought they were in already um yeah. so i think that you'll end up seeing some people i i hope that this ends up being a really good class yeah. um, which is yeah. a selfish thing to say because um, I will be there for night one of WrestleMania, fingers crossed. Um, so I'm trying to see everybody party. And so have you're a good going time. to the uh, if you're you're going to the Hall of Fame, right? So I'm not. SmackDown. I'm not no. going to the SmackDown. I'm just going to be at Mania, and they do a walkout on each night of Mania yeah. of everybody. Yeah. And so yeah. I just to see Undertaker do an entrance at WrestleMania is like a bucket list dream. Yeah. Uh, so it'll yeah. it'll be cool. 110. Yeah. Give me. Give I got to see Kane last year, so it's like I get to see the Brothers of Destruction. Give me Fred Durst inducting Taker, and you got your deal. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. I just, just had a weird... Rolling, baby. Just, like, I had a weird thought of, like... What, what would a Fred Durst Kid Rock mix-up person look like? And the only thing I can think of is, like, a Chris hyena. I don't know why... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Good. You gotta bleep that out. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. No, I love yeah. it. Keep it right in. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Anybody else want to add anything? Uh, I honestly didn't really see a whole lot in, like, this week in wrestling. What'd you guys think uh, about Elimination Chamber? Elimination Chamber. The Brock Chamber Lesnar, match ruled. I enjoyed Austin seeing Theory. Brock kill people. I mean, three and a half kind of a cool spot. that bad boy. It was yeah. good, man. There were some good matches Austin on Theory it. I didn't great. hate it. I didn't Lita looked fucking awesome. I really enjoyed the Lita and Becky match. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, Bianca going running WrestleMania back is really cool. Um, yep. I'm very happy for her that she gets to try to uh, redo SummerSlam. And I like the story that they're going about it. Becky saying that she's the victim because the fans don't like her because she beat Bianca in 20 some odd seconds. Um it's cool and that's the story that they're going with, too. That's the story yeah, that right. they're going with. Like, they're very well, actively like showing that. So, um, yeah. Drake Maverick was re-signed to WWE. Hopefully, he sticks around his third time around. Um, man, man, that's the one. That's Tony, oh, Khan one. Teased, Tony Khan teased a big, like, massive deal, but <clears throat> it didn't get done. Um, hasn't gotten <clears throat> done. Um, just do deals. Quit telling me every week. Just yeah. shut up about it. Just, just, just like yeah. we got a big fucking it's deal not, coming. It's here. not a big like shocker that I love AEW. Like that's not news to anybody. But yep. Tony Khan, please do me a favor and shut the fuck up. If it's literally 
your fucking If it's mouth. not in writing and 100% done, just fucking yeah. wait. Just My like... favorite thing about it is he's like, he also is just like, yeah, I fucked up. Like, the Jay White thing, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. I had to sign Jay White because I'm a dumbass. Like, maybe he would get it then, you know? He's like, I announced part, it, right? and then, like, that shit didn't happen until, like, Saturday. <laughs> Here's the best part. Here's the best part to me. He teased that whole thing, and the other thing, and then he adds on to it. And Tony Khan has a huge announcement on Dynamite. Where was that? Never happened. There was no huge announcement. Keith Lee debuted, but th- you know what I mean? It's like, okay. Weird it's shit. But one other thing that happened, uh, fucking Tama Tonga, man. Jay White. Turned on Tama Tonga. Mm-hmm. Very so, exciting. It's crazy so. to think that we're interested in a Bullet Club angle in 2022. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very sick. Yeah. Oh, it is, because that shit went down the dog shit drain in about 2019, so. Yeah, so, like, to see them running it back, seeing the little stuff that Jay White's doing, like, the promo he did yeah. with uh, the Good Brothers on Impact was really cool. Uh, it's the little shit, like, telling, telling them to stop throwing the two sweet down and put it up again, and, like, that shit's cool, because it's just the little, the little stuff that's going to make this story really cool. Um, and the Young Bucks just getting involved over Twitter, just like talking the small shit is just so fucking funny. Mm. Like today they said something about like uh new bio. It's a race for second place <laughs> or some shit like that. We're the best. And it's kings. just so funny. They're like, oh, we never care for Tama Tonga. <laughs> that shit. Yeah, that, was, that was the big one. That was. I'm just one. genuinely in cu- curious who's gonna fall with who and the whole thing because there's you know. I feel like the just... Bucks are gonna fall with Jay White. Right, but the Bucks are gonna Have be to, with right? Kenny, and Kenny don't fuck with Jay White. I don't. But see Kenny's the Bucks gone going away from Kenny. But Kenny's gonna be back eventually. But do you well, know? He's supposed to be back. Like, he was bro, supposed to be back next do month. Know, do you know how long like they draw out the these? Do you know how long they draw out these goddamn elite and Bullet Club storylines? I love the motherfuckers. Like, they love to turn this into a goddamn year-long fucking melodrama. The payoff so will literally be next January. Yeah. The payoff will literally be next January at Wrestle Kingdom. They're going to stretch it, and they're always going to be upset with one another. Yeah. So. Anything else anybody wants to add? Not that I can think of. Uh, we're not going to talk about Cody at all. What's there to add about Cody? No, it's not in here. Um, I went to Raw last night. I don't care that Michael Cole's not on Raw. He wasn't there. I was. He's a bitch. Not a coincidence. Um, Fellas, wow. going into today's episode... <laughs> um. Ethan decided to choose uh, PWG's. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that one bothered you. You're not gonna just fucking. Just that one bothered you guys. Just move on. That that one bothered y'all. Um, I said what I said, and we move on. Uh, Ethan's decision for his birthday episode. He's the only one with a birthday episode. Hopefully, this one gets up. Is uh. PWGs don't sweat the technique from April 3rd, 2015. Um, from the American Legion Post 308 in Reseda, California. There's no attendance posted, but this was a sold-out standing room only show. Um, as are most pro wrestling guerrilla shows for the past decade, really. Uh, maybe even longer. Um, we jump right into the action. And if you haven't seen pro wrestling guerrilla before, um, the way that their DVDs work, they allow their wrestlers to come out to whatever song they want to come out to. And as a means to avoid copyright uh, infringement, they use like house music, like generic house music 
and use like a, a like a Tekken like face off screen uh, to yeah. showcase the wrestlers in the match. Um, uh, I just and... want to shout out to the uh, the band they use is a local band from Southern California, Barbarian Overlords. I they're love fucking, that. They're fucking sick. Great. They they use I... their whole. <laughs> That's the only band that Super Dragon will use for any of their shit. It's fucking cool. I am stunned. <laughs> this is the greatest you fucking that. name, though. But that I know is it all, buddy. so all. good. Super Dragon probably heard... fucking thing you will not beat me on. Super Dragon probably heard that band name and was like, "I'm using them for everything. Fuck it." Like oh, that's it. Really... Fuck it. <laughs> He's like, "That's just hard as fuck sounding." I just, I my first note on that was like how sick the DIY feel is in Pro Wrestling Grill. Like it was cool to me. Um, our opening contest is Brian Cage, Mister Get My Shit In, Brian Cage, GMSI. Uh, versus Biff Busick with uh, Excalibur and Rick Knox doing commentary at the commentary booth shaped like a uh, a table. It's good stuff. Um, this match was fucking violent. Uh, it was a great way to start. Uh, Biff is literally a psycho throughout this, and he just tries outstriking Brian Cage, which like didn't fucking work for him. <laughs> uh, there was a blockbuster attempt from Biff that was like. Just he was caught in midair by Brian Cage, so and I stood up with my hands on my head. And now, mind you, I've watched this event a few times. Like over the years, I've just watched it. Um, still pops me big. Uh, I forgot how good this era of Brian Cage was. I even said it to yes. Ethan as I was watching this. Uh, spoiler alert! Like spoiler alert! That was maybe two hours ago that I messaged Ethan about that. Um, this was uh, I don't know, man. It was fun. It was cool. Uh, did anybody notice who was in the crowd other than Ethan? Did anybody see who was sitting in the crowd for this? Ron DeRozzi. Shayna Baszler. Well, Shayna Baszler, Jessamine yeah, Duke, uh, of clean shaven, and it was kind of hard Josh. for me to see him, but Josh Barnett was behind Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. He was the guy I with the that. he was the guy with the the cut off like band shirt. Yeah. Was he the guy that was gonna take spoiler alert Joey yeah. Ryan's? Yeah. No, yeah. it was not. Was yeah. Oh my oh, god. That's I, insane. So in in my notes for this match, I was like, "Is that fucking Josh Barnett?" And then by the time yeah. I got to that match, I was like, "That was Josh Barnett." <laughs> like the whole time. I didn't even was... look at his face. I was well, just so like, oh, this the is a big the the whole thing is is uh, Shayna Shayna in particular debuted in professional wrestling like later this year in 2015 yeah. and was yeah. trained by. Josh Barnett, like that was like her, that's her coach. So I think he's brought them was like watch this wild fucking shit, and like they had the, the time of their lives. They <laughs> oh loved God. it, dude. <laughs> that's the thing about this era of these shows. Every show, dude. I just remember sitting on fucking Twitter, like, all right, let's see what happens tonight. And every show, it was someone else. Shayna and Ronda went to almost all of them. Josh Barnett was there a lot, and all these fucking celebrities. Every show, Topanga from fucking Boy Meets World, yeah. random motherfuckers, Ronda, dude. Ronda chopped Biff when he yes. faced. I think it was Adam yes. Cole. Am I right on yes. that? Yeah, like, I think it was a, a few months before this. Yeah, he just like, like the gets fuck, walked dude. up, and she's like, "What do I do?" And she fucking yep. karate yep. chops him in the throat, dude. It's <laughs> one of my. Fa- I will find it and I'll send it to you guys. It's like that. he's like. <laughs> It's miserable. Anyway, Better than anything uh, she's done in the Fed. This was uh, this was a blast. Uh, and aside from the the, fu- oh, that's me for this God. week, bitches. Y'all are monsters. I'm trying to fucking move on, fellas. He, got, he snuck that shit in. He did. He said any anything better than the Fed. Um, 
this was fine other than the uh the one fuck up on a weird gory special thing. It was a blast. I gave yeah. it a three stars flat. Uh Patty, what'd you give it? I gave it three stars flat as well. I like the match a lot. Um, dude. As X Conver said, Brian Cage is a fucking machine, dude. Yes, baby. He's a fucking machine. Yeah. Best commentator ever. Ever. It's the truth, man. It's the truth. Uh Cortland. I'm uh, I'm interested to hear I'm interested to hear all of your stuff for this night. Alright. Um I'll just read you what I got. I have uh Dear God. Brian Cage power is unmatched around this time. Uh, the power bomb is very impressive from him. The Death Valley Driver esque uh, move that he does. Yeah, where he like hooks him and like whoop whoop like, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. the crowd's like, w- I don't know what the fuck that was, but that was yeah, cool. Even, like Excalibur was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love it. Um, there's a crazy catch from Cage multiple times in this match. Uh, there's a great uh, set of leap over neck breakers from Biff. Uh, there's a scary spot, but impressive uh, double power bomb saves the crowd before Cage no sells a German. Um, oh, yeah. And dude, he no sells that German. Really that crowd was on their fucking <laughs> feet with him, dude. As fast as he popped up, so did they. Um, it's really impressive to see Brian Cage at this time because, like, you could see his stuff from Lucha uh, Underground, and yeah, dude, it all looked really cool. But seeing him in a very small knit group. And be able to get his shit in with people that are just as violent as he is. And it, they're not half his size and just trying to flip around him. It's really cool to see him wrestle a different style match uh, in L.A., honestly. Um, so it's really sick, man. What'd you I give it? it? I gave it a three. A three flat. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting in the beginning... Excalibur makes note because Rick Knox is like, it's crazy that he just made a vented in Mexico and he's yeah. opening here in Reseda and he's like, he's getting right back on a plane and flying back yep. to Mexico yeah. for these events. That was insane. Like, That's, dude, uh, his work rate at this point was worker. fucking crazy. Crazy. That's why they had to run it first. I remember yes. I put it in my old review. Um, the loops, brother. I had this higher up on the card and they were like, well, Brian Cage has got to go back to fucking Mexico. We got to run it first and get his ass out of here. <laughs> On a plane to Reseda, back on a plane. Like, that's the fucking craziest loop, dude. Jesus. Yes. Ethan, what do you have on this? Um, I went two and three quarters on it. Um, Brian Cage, the first thing that noted to me was just, like, his fucking trajectory of being a normal-looking human. And then here, like, when I watched this in 2015... I was like, because I remember seeing Brian Cage in like 2010 when he was Chuck Taylor's storyline brother in BWG, and he was just a normal looking guy, right? And then like in 2015, I was like, damn, Brian Cage is fucking buff. And now I look at this and knowing what he looks like now, and I'm like, dude, he's going to explode in five years. (laughs) And not in a good way. He's not going to blow up. Brian Cage has peaked already. I'm talking, this bitch is going to physically explode. Yeah, he's turning (laughs) into Scott Steiner, baby. Buddy, and here's my here's my fantasy booking that I told Casey. You know what I want uh, Brian to do? Take this time off of AEW, come down in size a little bit, and come back looking like little Brian Cage Taylor. From de- deflate, uh, if you would. Deflate, Brian. We're <laughs> tired dude, of it. That dude but, doesn't um, have a neck, and I. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh no, you're go. What were you saying? I will say it after you're done. Okay. Um. Yeah, this was a good match. Um, Brian Cage probably worked one of fucking. 30 or 35 of these fucking PWG openers. Um, they were still hot at this time, though. 
Um, about a year from now, he really fucking wore out his welcome, and he peaked, as I said before. But we're keeping it positive here because I love pro wrestling gorilla. Um, two and three quarters. Biff, Biff debuted like, no, Biff had been in PWG a while at this point, but he was in the middle of uh, in a Twitter war with Super Dragon at this time. So everybody was really fucking backing Biff, like, oh, this dude's fucking calling out Super Dragon as soon as he fucking debuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and Brian Cage killed one another, and it was great. Two and three quarters, buddy. I had a thought halfway through this, and I didn't write it down because I wasn't going to say it, but fuck it, we're here. Uh, why does Brian Cage remind me of a very buff Teddy Hart? Hmm. They're both stupid, so. I've never seen him <laughs> in the same spot before. That's all I'm going to say. Corbin is already done with this podcast. He's like, I hate this. I'm done with it. Get us out of here. Uh, Casey, what'd you get? What'd you go on this man? Bro, I had so much fun watching this shit. I, I, full transparency, I thanked Ethan in our in our podcast group chat for making us watch this. Um, it's fucking great, man. It is honestly fucking awesome. Dude, this is the most <laughs> insane fucking pay per view, especially off the all the shit we watched. And to put in perspective, my birthday is the day after or the day before Insurrection came out on our. On our episodes, so that's what I did for my birthday. So fuck all oh, of you guys. No. <laughs> Nobody, no. <laughs> um, did you ever pick a birthday episode? Let's no, because we weren't that. doing we'll that. Redeem that. We're gonna redeem that. <laughs> we weren't doing that yet. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, we covered a whole bunch of it. No one brought up the Alabama Slamma that happened in oh this match. Bro, God. Biff got Dude. the shit beat out of him in the funnest ways, though. There was a yeah, pop-up power bomb where he got folded in half. Yes, like bro. his knees went through After the ring. After he <laughs> and got dude, dropped, he got literally dropped on his head. Yeah, it's way better <laughs> than the one that uh, what's his name took in that elimination chamber. Oh god. Oh, my. you know what's crazy though? This crowd so hot from the jump with the yeah. Mm-hmm. Immediately, mm-hmm. just like every move felt like the you know the end of the fucking world. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, straight um, up. But I gave it three and a quarter because I just had fun. And like, yeah, that oh, weird Death Valley driver thingamabob that he that he just that was, was more than was one like, time throughout all of these matches. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! Like out loud, like I was just like, oh my god. So what was what was the move that got a you killed Biff chant? Was it the power uh, bomb? It was the pop up power bomb where he folded <laughs> dude, him in half. Dude, he lands and Biff is literally just like. Out, he he like... hits it, and the <laughs> camera angle changes, and you see fucking Shayna Baszler there. She's like, "Fuck yes!" It's like she, she was like, "He's dead." Um, there so was also fun. a spot on the outside that I don't think anybody mentioned, where like I think Biff hits like a double stomp to the back and almost breaks Brian he, like, Cage's like, foot. <laughs> Dude, he grabs his ankle, and I was like, "Oh, this he's, is bad." He's... He, like, grabs his leg like what the fuck and then almost immediately after catches a flying grown man in the air Dude, in a yeah. suplex position what crazy. my favorite fun. part about all these pwg events is whenever they go to the outside everyone stands up and they all collect their chair and they're like yep, this is yep, my yep. chair and this then my, my favorite part is when they finally shit. get back into the ring if you look at the crowd wherever they were, they're starting to point 
and they're like, your chair goes there, and then I sit next to you. They start <laughs> like if anyone want if anyone watching this hasn't watched the PWG event, just look at random shit like that because it's so fun yeah. to watch. Because they're just the like part, they police themselves so well. <laughs> when they have to readjust, I love it. And then by the time they've readjusted and gotten perfectly back seated, another dive comes right back. <laughs> Fucking yeah. shit! Yeah, it's like they'll just hop up and just take off running. Oh shit! Oh shit! They have to take their chairs because they're shitty fold-out chairs that will snap in half, so they have to yeah. hold on to them. Pat, <laughs> is this your first fake-outs in this match? Or not in this match, but in the Tommy and Chris Hero match? That fake-out is unbelievable. We'll get That crowd, <laughs> dude, the people in the front <laughs> row had to so shit scared. their pants. We'll get to it, but Excalibur even was like, that scared the fuck out of them. <laughs> yes. Ethan, what were you going to say? I was gonna say what I love too is I don't know if he did it on this show, but Excalibur sometimes when like one of the wrestlers or grab one of the chairs to use, he'll be like, "Hey, we gotta pay for the stop!" Like he'll literally yell over the commentary and be like, "We have to pay for the Listen, fucking chairs to break them, breaking chairs." That's coming out of your check. <laughs> literally, um, it's so fucking funny. Pat, is this the first PWG show that you've ever watched? Uh, in its entirety, yes. Okay, I've so of, I've watched a shit ton of PWG matches. I've never okay. Watched Start PWG. to the finish. If you keep watching these, you'll catch gems where people think they're tougher than, like, moving. And so they'll sit there, and they'll just ground themselves, like, and those dudes, they don't give a fuck. They'll be like, all right, he's going to die now. And so they just take his ass out. Um, And I'm excited for you to keep watching those, and you'll see them, because it's, like, random matches. You'll just be like, yeah, this is cool. Holy fuck, that guy's dead. Like, there's wild moments. Crowd participation. I hate Drake Younger with every fiber of my being, but there's a show where Drake Younger, Death Valley drivers, Kevin Steen, just into the crowd with no warning. He's just like, oh, he looks over, throws into everyone, onto everyone. It's like, uh, like what? I've been pissed as shit. <laughs> Moving forward, we move on to one of three matches that Ethan wants to lead off with. So, Ethan, this is going right to you. We have Speedball Mike Bailey, Mike Bailey taking on Trevor Lee with Rick Knox still at commentary with Excalibur. The floor is yours, sir. So, yeah, this is one of my favorite matches on the show. Um, this is the match that made me a fan of Mike Bailey, who, oddly enough, because I haven't talked about him in like two or three years until we did the year-end show, and I picked him as my most underrated, but now it's just so wild that he's came back, and now we're doing a show you know, it's full yeah, circle. Every, it's everything, he's like a part of everything now. Yeah, like when he was like so absent to the fucking American wrestling world for four years, and now all of a sudden he's come back. But this was the match that made me a fan of his. Um, he debuted the month prior against Biff Busick, who, if you have not seen the Biff Busick-Mike Bailey matches, the PWG one's okay, but all their other matches in Canada and beyond wrestling, that's what put Busick on the map and Bailey because – Busick beat the dog shit out of Speedball every match, <laughs> and Bailey got the dog shit beat out of him. So everyone was like, "Man, we want to see this guy. Is he okay?" Like, but <laughs> fuck. And Trevor Lee, oh, oh Trevor Lee here. Trevor, you know, I fucking love guys. Trevor Lee. What happened? What happened to our Carolina King? You know uh, what yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. happened. We have we have two Carolina Kings on this show. I was gonna I was Let's gonna make it. a mention of that. I was like, the Carolinas got fucking all of the love in this event. Holy kings, shit! And what I love too, dude, like the, what PWG did is they brought in all the Carolina Kings together. 
They fucking debuted Cedric Alexander, Trevor Lee, and Andrew Everett in a three-way a year prior to this. Fucking in fucking sane match. But back to what we're talking here. Trevor Lee, like, when I first watched Trevor Lee when he came up, he did cool shit. And I was like, okay, this is cool. But now going back, I'm starting to see how good he was actually getting. Because here he does cool spots. And honestly, what makes this match is the spots. But also, he's a he he became a really good bully. Like when his last little bit of being an indie guy, he was became such a dick. And here you kind of see it because he wears down Bailey a lot more. You know, Bailey's trying to hit his shit, but mm-hmm. Trevor Lee would grab a hold. You know what I mean? And just these two guys really though just wanted to go out there. And, what are you laughing at, Mike? I'll, uh, dude, the the Trevor Lee that happened at the end of PWG might be my favorite thing in the world. Because wasn't he dude. working for for Impact? And then he would just show up on PWG and be like, yeah, yeah. I'm making TV money. Yeah, I'm yeah, making yeah, yeah. TV money. And he would just shit talk <laughs> everybody there. He's like, all y'all are garbage. You're not on TV. It was yeah, like, like, I'm telling you, the end of Trevor Lee on the indies is fucking wild. I, feel like I fucking love him so him much. Down the fucking road of becoming the god-awful shit he is now with Cameron Grimes. He just went nuts and became Cam- Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Dude, it's <laughs> honestly hilarious. It's they literally were like, can you do what you... They were like, can you do what you're doing, but just like Ted DiBiase it? And he was like, yeah, I can do that. And then Hell yeah, bud, yeah. <laughs> but, um... They pitched him this idea that he's like, what, what, what ideas you got for me in NXT? And they're like, you ever seen the movie Joe Dirt? I need you to act like Joe Dirt with money. <laughs> won the won the lottery. Joe, Joe Dirt won the lottery. Put some yeah. respect on it. He said, "Hell gonna... yeah, I'm gonna wear a fucking leather blazer, baby. Let's get it. Like, Life's a like... garden. Dig it." It's honestly. Go, go ahead, Ethan. I'm sorry. We got off. We got off track. No, you're good. It's fucking annoys me how fucking worthless he is now. <laughs> like I love that dude. You just <laughs> we built him up, and you're just like fuck that. Like just tearing him down. Tell me one thing. Tell me, I mean, he's done some all right stuff, but like, bro, why did you have to put that stupid hat on the fucker? Just let him fucking do his shit. Yeah. We're not here to shit talk Cameron Grimes. We're here to praise Trevor Lee. We're here to praise our hey. team. But nah, I all I gotta right. say, all I gotta say is the fucking reverse Rana on the fucking apron. Oh my god. What the fuck? <laughs> One of my favorite spots <laughs> of all time. Cortland is Man. not happy. Man, if, if, if that's not <laughs> enough, the shooting star knee drop to the goddamn floor. Yeah. I had to rewind that shit. I watched it six times. Six times. And the greet the dirt and grime under Mike Bailey's bare feet. I'm walking around that legion. Dirty feet. I just want to let everyone know. So he does a reverse Rana onto the apron, does the shooting star to the knees, and then gets up and the crowd goes one more time. And he's like, what he, the fuck? No. Yeah, he's like, and they boo him. And he's like, no, like, fucking chill. I almost killed this guy twice. And they're like, boo. <laughs> like, fuck you. Like, when he does the reverse run, so there's a guy in the crowd that has like a pitcher of water. He has like long ass hair. Yeah. On the left? The on the left? On the left. <laughs> when he does the reverse run, this dude is like staring at him like, dude, you're a fucking psycho. Yes. And then they I saw start that. for him to do it one more time. And that dude looks at him he's like, no. <laughs> dude, what I love too is uh, when, when they start chanting one more time, Mike Bailey looks at Rick Knox. And it's like he's thinking about it. He's like, 
Nah. He's like, I'm picking you up and throwing you back in the room. Why would I do twice? But, um, nah, dude, I love this fucking match. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking sick, dude. I could watch this over and over. It's never going to get old because to me, it's just two young guys that are getting the shot. You know, Trevor Lee had been there for about a year, but Mike Bailey's only two events in. It's his first big showing in America. And you know Trevor Lee was game to fucking go all fucking out with this shit. And they just, this is the best example of a good fucking indie spot fest. Like, they just fucking killed this shit. Four stars, one of my favorite matches on this show. Mike Bailey for fucking ever. I will see you in Dallas, and we will get a picture. And I will put on a goddamn karate outfit with your bitch ass. Yes. I want you in, I actually want you in the same gi that Ronda Rousey was in at (laughs) Elimination. Don't do this to me. Black Rod Van Dam. <laughs> oh, God. I, I exist on this on this fucking podcast exclusively to pop Casey as often as I can. That's what I'm here for. Every episode. Ethan, who are you passing it off to? Let's, I'm going to go to Casey because we talked about this earlier. So yeah. Take um, it away. So there's a couple of things, and it just kind of goes off of how much we all love Trevor Lee. Uh, his I, I wrote it as Irish Whiplash. Uh, him, I I don't know why people don't do it anymore, where they fucking throw their own body into the whip, like into whipping someone into a corner. Yeah. Like he fucking he launches yeah. himself after Mike Bailey. It's like we're going together. <laughs> um, and like same like what you're saying, I was like, there's like Trevor Lee's the only person that could put someone in a headlock take their hair tie out of their ponytail and then put it onto his wrist so he doesn't lose his hair yep, tie yep. while still holding a headlock. <laughs> and I was like, while watching him, I'm like, is he taking out his fucking ponytail right now? I was like, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> um, obviously, the the reverse run of spot. Um, at one point, he start, Mike Bailey starts doing every karate kick known to man and i just wrote Dude. i wrote mike bailey's a fucking power ranger like <laughs> i had so much fun with this match um i feel like it's like it, they got their shit in they did spots but like they didn't overdo it like another match yeah. did in this in this pay-per-view yeah. um and i think it's why i rated it so high i gave it four mm-hmm. and a quarter um, but this is like this is my first ever Mike Bailey match. I've never seen oh, him wrestle man. before, so like I was like, this is wow. fucking insane. <laughs> like, Dude, oh, like and one thing on the kicks, what I love is like just because I watched this when it came out, and yeah. it's those moments where I get chills because it's like seeing that crowd accept someone new is such a cool experience, and seeing him start doing those karate kicks and everyone just raise up and just clap just yeah. from that one moment. It's like. You're seeing this guy who's from fucking Canada who worked all these small indies with like 30, 40 people there for four and five years getting his ass beat by Kevin Steen and shit. And now he's coming down here in the hottest indie in the fucking world and they're all on their feet for this dude. Like, it's just so yeah. sick, man. So good. Yeah. Casey, who are you passing off to? Uh, let's give it to you, Mike. Oh, man. It's important that you understand the context here. And the context is that Trevor Lee is 21 and Mike Bailey is 24. Goodness. Excalibur says in the beginning, um, this was showcasing the future of professional wrestling. And at the time, it fucking was. Like, it's the best showcase for, like, young and upcomers, like, young young and upcoming wrestlers that you could possibly have. Yeah. Um, Excalibur, (laughs) during the... uh, 
the poison Rondo to the outside, uh, shooting star knees to the back of uh, Trevor Lee, which is, I think that one's probably the tougher of the two for me to watch because Mike Bailey just lands directly the fuck on him. Um, Excalibur was me, like just screaming. I just like yes. incoherent yelling. The um, screech, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. spot would not be the same without the screech. Let's be it's honest. It's so good. Um, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Lee is a, a god, man. Uh, he's so fucking good. Um, nobody said the finish of this. Uh, Lee finally gets the best of speedball after getting his knees up to block a shooting star press, which was immediately after the fucking shooting star knees. Um, and then he lands a nasty small package driver, which was yeah. fucking it's, awesome. It's a really three. It's a knee to a small package to the small package driver into like the small package pit it's the yeah. cleanest well, little maneuver yeah. i've seen in a minute it's like rolling his joint man <laughs> trevor trevor ah. lee trevor lee was winning with he was winning like matches he shouldn't be winning with small packages and i feel like Dude. it eventually just turned into the small package driver yeah, um, so it was cool i went four stars flat on it i loved it i thought it was great uh oh man i'm gonna save the best for last year pat what you want what you got i went four and a quarter bro um, I Good fucking shit. love this match, dude. Uh, Good shit. It's funny, earlier when I was watching it at work, and then, like, the whole thing in the group chat happened or whatever, I was watching this match again, and I've tried to watch this pay-per-view three times, but I can't get past this match because I just rewinded it a bunch of fuck. I fucking love it, dude. It's fucking awesome, dude. Uh, definitely, um, I gotta watch a lot more Mike Bailey matches. It's crazy to see where they are now in their lives. You know, Mike yeah. Bailey just getting signed with Impact. Fucking... Cameron Grimes, I'm not saying he's shelved, but you know how it's going out there in the 2.0 world. He was vibing so, there for a while, though. He yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Million dollar man. Like that, a million dollar championship. Yeah. Those, those promos from him were unhinged. <laughs> Say what you want. Oh my god. Honestly, him doing that that whole thing right when like Dogecoin started taking off and everyone's saying to the moon. Nobody like, else was it, doing that. It Nobody else could do it. It was literally like like destiny for him to, for that yeah. to be bestowed on him where he was like, I got something and it's everyone yeah, saying it. <laughs> yep. You know, all the sh- shitty comments I'll have aside, it literally is the most like expected trajectory for him like from what he started as and then what he ended up becoming like mike said at the end of his pwg run it's like cameron grimes is like what you would expect him to be right now to be honest the new i just have to they were throwing shit in the ring at him when one of his last pwg shows he just gets to mike and goes hey rick knox get in here and get this shit out of my ring and rick knox is picking (laughs) the shit up and he's like I'm trying like i'm picking the shit up he basically i didn't realize i didn't realize that None of us Good thought shit. about this. He fucking is just um, Jamie Noble. He's just a he is. <laughs> he's, just, he's the new generation. <laughs> he's above Jamie Noble though. Trevor Lee kind of yeah. kind of swole up. Uh, Who does the pool, not the above ground one. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't do this to me. Uh, Cortland, what do you have? I went four stars on this match. I think it's really cool. Um, like y'all said, what can be said uh, that hasn't been said already? They're both great talent. It's really cool to see Mike Bailey in Impact. Uh, he just 
uh, competed at their No Surrender pay-per-view this past weekend. Um, it's really cool to see them doing stuff, and uh, I really enjoyed this, just seeing the trajectory of where they're at. Um, these guys just beat the shit out of each other, man, and it's a hell of a place to put this match on this card. It fit really well. The vibe of this crowd ate this shit up. Uh, they really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, man, there's not, not a single bad thing to say other than the fact they shouldn't be doing fucking first runners on an apron. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't... Stop being such a coward. It was in <laughs> fucking insane. Like, don't you want to walk one day? I just I forgot about it, actually. I had forgotten that that was a spot. If there's a handbook in pro wrestling, they didn't put that shit in there because they didn't think they had to. Um, you know, like, can't you read, mister? Don't do that. I just want to know how the um, conversation went backstage when they were like, all right, so we're going to do this reverse run like on the apron. Like, yeah. How do you even... Who brought that idea? Uh, so we yeah. go to the apron, right? Okay, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a reverse Ronnie. You're gonna do what? You're gonna <laughs> fucking excuse me? This isn't the only crazy reverse Rana in this card. That's that's the fucked up part. <laughs> it's yeah, not the yeah. only one. Uh, and that's another thing about PWG before we get any further. Oh. Like, it's just it's so hard to rate these matches when you compare it to other pro wrestling because there is nothing like. This. Right, nah, so like this is proving grounds, baby. If, oh man, <laughs> any of these matches, like oh. if this Mike Bailey and Trevor Lee match happened on an NXT 2.0 right now, that would probably get the highest rating that company's gonna get. Oh my god, oh, 10 yeah. stars in the Tokyo but Dome, here, exactly. But here, it's like you look at the rest of this card, and it's like, but this shit's amazing. But there's two matches that are potentially better than, but this. it wasn't the best match, but, right? But it's not yeah. the best match, you know. So uh, it's really hard to, like, rate some of these matches because, like, they deserve their own spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much other great shit on it. It's hard to, Legendary like... Legendary shit, man. You know? And it's, it's, hard to compare it's, them, but... it's hard for me, too, because, like... Not to say wrestling today is worse or anything, but, like, when I look at the indies, PWG even nowadays, they don't have cards like this anymore. That's just mm-hmm. the truth. Like, they've lost the Reseda vibe and, like card like this where you've got three or four matches that are four stars plus i think objectively it's like shit was hot shit was hot different <laughs> just said onward you wrong a golden really time so mike good. you want me to take the next one real quick this is two out of three that you wanted so it's two out of the three that i wanted so i'm gonna i'm not even gonna say his name i drank some coffee before this <laughs> i'm gonna have more and, you remember the last yeah. time you drank coffee right fellas no this is one of my favorite shows we're ever going to do. I'm a happy camper. I was all day at work. I wasn't working. I was standing back there texting all of these guys about this damn show. But the one thing that we all collectively want to say right now, fuck, more than Doug Furness, more than Michael Cole. More than Jason. More than Jason. Fuck you, Joseph Ryan. You fake Christian motherfucker trying to get redemption on Twitter. Have an ass. I ain't got no time for your bitch ass. You fucking get canceled. You get called out for the hardest shit you've been doing for years. You were a mediocre wrestler. The only thing that saved your career was Candace fucking LeRae. And you fucking took that and took advantage of that shit. And did all the shit that everyone watching this probably knows you did. And if you don't, Google him. 
I don't have no no good words to say about him, but unfortunately, we're gonna have to mention him a little bit here. This is the this ain't even the coffee talking. This is basic bean right here. Oh, basic bean. Oh man, down bean <laughs> down to the bones, buddy. So yes, Joey Ryan, I don't like you. You had one good match, the Iron Match with Super Dragon in 2004, that no one here has seen and not many people have seen. So basically, it's worth. Fuck you. <laughs> so. Now that that's out the way. Now that this is out of the way, we had a match here. We had a match. What's the here. match? Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae, the world's cutest tag team, personal favorite of mine, versus the Beaver Boys, a team that I didn't really care for during their indie run. We got John Silver and Alex Reynolds. But I love this match. Um, I love that Joey Ryan got his ass beat the whole time, even though it was just to build towards the Candice LeRae hot tag. The oh. whole match. The whole fucking thing. Also, John Silver in a Taylor Swift or Die t-shirt. Did anyone notice that? Yeah. He's my favorite part of this whole match. (laughs) Dude, literally. Um, Yeah, I mean, I said I loved this match. I mean, it was fun for what it was. Um, Watching this back and looking where John Silver and Alex Reynolds are now, and even where Candace is now, it's just kind of crazy, like, where they all end. Silver and Reynolds are in one of the most popular teams in modern units in modern wrestling. And, you know, Candace has had great success over at WWE. It's just, it's just and one Joey of the Joey Ryan's that... sitting there preaching at a Baptist church on Sundays. Yeah, Joey Ryan's looking for everyone to give him forgiveness that Christ couldn't give him, I guess. So, um, sorry. So, yes, I love this match. Joey gets beat up the whole match. I mean, Joey had easy work when he teamed with Candace because Candace is over as fuck. You know, she was the only woman that wrestled in PWG besides a rare LeFisto match in the whole entirety of the company. Super Dragon was just like, eh, got Candice. I don't want to bring other women, which they've been critiqued for, especially in modern times. I think they should bring more women in. It shouldn't be just a fucking dick fest out there, especially when, never mind. Anyways, um, so Candice is really special to the Reseda audience, and I just love her hot tags. You know, Joey gets beat up. Candace comes in and what I love about this all the callbacks she does in her comeback you know she does the El Generico assisted mm-hmm. you know springboard yeah. thing she does the violence party which is an ode to Super Dragon and to cap it all she hits the best move in professional wrestling the balls plex on fucking can't remember if it was Silver or Reynolds it, one it or was the other. John Silver so yeah bud it was a blast I went three stars flat um the only thing Joey Ryan did good in this was the only thing he did good in any match post-2005 was the crazy little dive he always would do outside into the chairs. That was the only and little cool move he ever feed. did. He always did it. Feed. And he fed. He fed, but fuck him. Who are you passing so, off to? I'm going to pass off to... To who? To Cortland. You didn't oh. hear me. Right. I, I, I didn't, I just, it was like, to... Oh my bad. <laughs> and then it just never happened. <laughs> I said it and then I was like, why are they looking at me? <laughs> We're just waiting around. It's Come on. <laughs> this is one of those occasions where like the person one of the people and participants involved in the match overweighs the match itself. Um I'm sure it deserves more than what I gave it. I gave this match two and a quarter. Uh, Candace is fantastic in this match. Her dives are unbelievable. 
Um, she takes better bumps than most men, let's be honest. Um, there's a crazy spot. They have her in a vertical suplex on the outside, and then John oh, Silver yeah. is a running guy and hits her. And it, pe- there's males that are terrified of doing that spot, and she did it fucking mm-hmm. to perfection. It looked great. Um, I will shout out Joey Ryan on the simple fact that he fed really well in this match. Um, like Mike said, he, Let he made see. the hot tags feel important. Um and that's all you could really, really want from a tag match, you know, cutting the ring in half, waiting for that face to get the hot tag. They finally have the explosion. You have your near falls. You have your heel almost get a great pin. They do a sneak. They did the whole run, you know, but I, Joey Ryan's bullshit um, weighs, weighs a lot into this match for me. It's hard for me to watch any of his product, um, especially it would be one thing if like, the bullshit you did, obviously, you're a fucking horrendous person. Um, but, like, had any other character, and I could yep. probably get through a match, and, like, mm-hmm. not, it probably wouldn't even cross my mind immediately. I'd think of it later, but I'd be ignored yeah. by it. Yeah. But yeah. 75% of your spots are all sexual indie windows. It's all just bullshit, man. Um, oh, yeah. You're just a fucking walking pedo. And you can't, you can't tell me... You know what I mean? Like, you you know, even if he had done these things and had a different character, but like, bro, your whole gimmick was you were a sleaze bag, dude, and like yeah. you did problematic shit your whole career. It's not there's no, you have no ground to stand on. Like, no. if your performance art is you doing the shit that you actually did in real life, like clearly you had intent with all this I mean, it's the exact same reasons why we shit on Jerry Lawler's because that's not yeah. an act. That's you as a fucking human being. You're a scumbag. Yes. Yes. You know? Straight up. Cortland, who are you passing off to, sir? I will give it to Pat. Uh, I gave it. I gave, I gave uh... <laughs> I can't even talk, bro. Y'all scared to give a rating now. I, yeah, I would really give it to Pat. No, dude, no, I, gave, I, gave, I gave it three stars literally for Candice LeRae. She, yeah, she, she deserves, deserves that three shit. stars. She oh, deserves yeah. three stars. She got her fucking ass whooped this match. And honestly, in my opinion, did the most work out of any person. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. all right, and that's really all I got to really fucking say about that. Um, <laughs> that's really it. Um, also, I fuck with John Silver, but I fuck with John Silver. That's fine, nigga. That is a very <laughs> strong individual. Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah. That man is strong. When he yelled at the oh. crowd at one point, I fucking popped you. I'm fucking jacked. So <laughs> I actually, I actually made a note of that because he yells, he yells that shit at Anna J all the time. He's like, Anna, I'm freaking jacked, baby. I didn't realize he was screaming that seven years ago. <laughs> and I oh. put that in my notes. Oh man. I love John Silver. The, what a king. I think I said it on here before, but like his little thing on being the elite right now with Jade Cargill is one of the funniest. Where he's like, like she does that bitch, Jade Cargill. <laughs> so funny. Pat, anything else you'd like to add before we get over to Casey? Uh, not much. Um, oh yeah, they uh, ejaculated on the lollipop. That shit was I was going to get to that it's too because I did write it down, unfortunately. <laughs> My first note is the quote that says, he just ejaculated on that lollipop. Oh my god! And fucking Excalibur fucking called it. That's that's a quote from him. <laughs> oh, that's the issue. Is I think Excalibur has to catch himself while he's on national television now. That's what because he's saying. like he's about to. Bu- Never mind. 
Like he, he's like always in the middle of like. It's like if you put it on the prompter, Rob. I will read it. <laughs> Casey, go ahead. God damn it! Now I just got that stuck in my head. Um, I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> um. So yeah, we. Literally, Excalibur saying literally the, anything that comes to mind. Uh, during Candace's first hot tag, Shayna Baser loses her fucking mind. She, like, that whole little, like, UFC, like, section was just like, yes! <laughs> like, they were ready to go in the ring and help. <laughs> um, at one point, I think it's during the second hot tag that she gets, uh, Silver just fucking the stiffest right hand to fucking Candace and Excalibur goes, oh, what a dick. <laughs> Dude, sometimes, sometimes I wonder at this point in time, did Candace just tell everyone she faced, all right, hit me as hard as you can. Be stiff. Actually beat my ass. Yeah. Like literally. Cause like everyone was overly, I've seen them Bro. go softer on each other than her. They always laid it. In. Bro, she got fucking yeah. starched. It doesn't yeah, get better. There's like May young things where it's like, Hey pussy, you either hit me like you're going to hit me or don't fucking do it at all. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause like, that's what Bubba said. Like fuck Bubba. But like he said that, uh, may young, like cornered him in the locker room and was like, Hey bud, Next time you do that shit, you do it for real. Like, don't be pussyfooting around. I'll knock your ass yeah. out. You, you fucking you power bomb me off the stage, you fucking pussy. <laughs> you better fucking break my neck, actually, you bitch. <laughs> there, was, there was a spot. I don't know the exact words, but Silver's going in on Joey Ryan, and I think he literally calls him, like, a fucking pussy motherfucker. Like, while he, yeah, he him, hits him, he's he hitting hits him. him. Yeah. He's like, come on, you pussy motherfucker. And, like, hits him again. <laughs> I was like, this is my favorite person right now. <laughs> I'm like, Silver's, like, a couple inches shorter. He looks like a tiny little fire hydrant, and he is yeah. just unchained at this point. It's just, uh, like, wild because I never noticed this much personality from Silver back in the day. But now that I know he's that way, I'm looking at him. And that's something I noted, too. Like, if I would have known more about John Silver in this point in time, I probably fucking love the Beaver Boys. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, to, to slightly correct, because I think she actually does it twice. But she does an avalanche ballplex from, like, the yes. top turnbuckle. And like for all of the things that I just mentioned, obviously fuck Joy Ryan forever, but three and a quarter. Like this is so much fun. It's all the yeah. dumb shit that happened where I'm just like, this was enjoyable. Like yeah. he's garbage. Well, he got the shit beat out of him. Like, fuck it. This card needed this match. You just got yes. two crazy yeah. like fast paced, hard hitting singles matches. And you needed something to lighten the mood, to yeah. carry people mm -hmm. through to the next match. And this is definitely next the matches. next match. Yeah, and they, like, to start the match off with Joey, Ryan, like Joey Ryan's antics of, like, the lollipop thing, like, for those that don't know, Joey Ryan would come out with a lollipop in his mouth. And in Reseda specifically at PWG shows, they would always have a male member of the audience take the lollipop from Joey Ryan into their mouth. Yes. And it would always get a you sick fuck chant. Like that's what that was the spot. Turns out that was Josh Barnett that was about to do that, which blows my mind. Wild. Um, <laughs> the creator, the creator, put the lollipop in his pants. So it, yeah. So it would depend yeah. on where oh he would go. God. He would put in his when he started doing like the 
the sweet shit music with it. He would put it in his pants, but at certain places he would give it to someone in the crowd. Um, but yeah, Dude, once again, this is at Lucha. He like he's at the top of the steps of Lucha, right? Like walking mm-hmm. down to the ring, and he has like a 10, 12 minute match. And at the steps, he puts it in his pants. Oh. Wins the match, goes all the way back up, pulls it out, and puts it in his mouth. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, you just wrestled in the hottest room in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, like, hoping he had, like, like a little Ziploc bag, like, yeah, taped like to his tights. Right. But, like, to once again, to put it in perspective, this is Josh Barnett in 2015. I believe he was still an active UFC, UFC fighter. fighter. This oh. is the creator of fucking Bloodsport. <laughs> a blood he's not the creator. He's, he's not, not the creator. creator of blood is it just his? Is it, it, it was it Matt Riddle's blood sport. Oh, was it Matt Riddle's? Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the the current Josh Barnett's blood sport, blood sport yeah. event. Like, and he's like, which yeah, is I'll the, take a fucking which is the, That's fine. The literal toughest fucking wrestling event you're gonna find since like Pancrase was a yeah. thing. Like, no it's ropes, fucking nuts. Just beating the shit out. Oh. Yeah. It's, yeah. And he's crazy. like he's like, Yeah, I'll take that fucking blow pop in the mouth. It's fine. <laughs> um Reynolds cutting him off and getting booed was it's like mm-hmm. think about that in twenty twenty two perspective Dude. and he's the biggest fucking face in the company. They jump um, Ryan, he takes it, puts the lollipop on the ground, and just gives like a jerking off motion and is like, I said, I don't even wanna I don't even wanna comment on the imaginary coming on the lollipop. Silver eating the lollipop bullshit. Um, I have Alex Silver looking like a mom named Karen with that haircut. Um, Silver and Reynolds were really, really good as a tag team. Uh, the suplex crossbody that you guys already touched on uh, was fucking great. There's the note of, I didn't realize that John Silver was screaming, I'm freaking jacked, baby, back in 2015, but he was. And Candice LeRae is a queen. She deserves the world. I went three and a quarter. I thought it was great. It was awesome. Hell yeah. The next match was, boy, oh, boy, was it a doozy. Um, we get that fun little spot, and we get a feel-good moment with Candice LeRae beating the shit out of people after whooping, getting her ass whooped, rather. Uh, and we go right into a literal fist fight, as close as you're going to get. Uh, we get Tommy End versus Chris Hero. Um, this is a, a match specifically that I've probably watched four or five times, just, like, because I enjoy it. Um... And I still don't remember it being as good as it was this time around. Uh, it's one of those things that ages like wine, man. It just gets better and better with time. Um, Chris Hero was two years off, like two years out from his first release from WWE. Uh, so this is post WWE Chris Hero. And this is Tommy N's second PWG appearance, which happened nine years prior when PWG was over in Germany. So he's still very, very new here. Um, and they beat the dog shit out of each other. Um, I don't have a ton of notes on this because I was, like, literally glued to my seat for it, Um, Mm. but the striking exchanges were fucking vicious. Everything that they did made, like, it was beyond wrestling and more, like, even their positioning was important in this, and, like, everything felt monumental throughout this. Um, It was a methodical match. They beat the dog shit out of each other. There was a gotch-style pile driver that uh, Chris Hero hits that, like, literally fucking destroyed Tommy End. Looked awesome for a near fall, and I was about to fall out, and I already knew how this match ended. Um, Tommy shows no quit, heading into the tail end of it, and he's, like, smiling at him like he wants more, gets the shit beaten out of him, uh, and then Hero wins via Tombstone Piledriver. 
I went four and a half, fellas. This was uh, as good as good's going to get. Uh, I already gave it to Patty, so let's give it... I'm saving Cortland a tag team match that's later on that I think he's going to like because of Josh Alexander. I'm going to pass that to Casey for now. Uh, first and foremost, uh, me and me and Ethan had probably like an hour-long conversation about how great uh, Chris Hero is. <laughs> I fucking love him. Um, yes. Second of all, in case no one knew this... Uh, Tommy N used to be in a tag team called the Sumerian Death Squad. That's the hardest fucking tag team name anyone will ever come up with. Don't even fucking try. These two beat that shit out of each other. Uh, End takes two chops back to back, which sound brutal, and in return kicks Chris Hero square across the chest. And I almost passed out because <laughs> Chris here has to get down on one knee and goes, Jesus. <laughs> he was like, oh, that was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, he, was... Took the breath out of him he was like, Hurr! he was like, I laid those chops on a little too thick. That motherfucker rocked me. <laughs> he hits it. And then Tommy goes, yeah, that fucking hurt, didn't it? And he was like, ah, it hurt I a just lot. watched Cortland. I watched Cortland relive the moment in his mind because I watched his eyes just go, oh, like, just like, oh man, that was bad. Like yeah. rewatching it. That got an oh, audible. That got an audible Jesus for me. I was like, oh my god. Yes. Um, honestly, the only other note I have is death by fucking elbow. Four and a half. Oh Jesus, it was good. Cortland, what do you have for me, my friend? Uh, I loved this match, man. Uh, I knew you would. Those, this is one of those matches that you love to see Tommy End uh, have a little more personality, a little more freedom to do what he wants to do, and he can kind of like just be himself and not be like this overly mysterious character, like larger than life character, right? So like he just gets to be Tommy End. Um, I love how much his striking is the story of this match. Um, I really wish that AEW or really WWE and NXT at the time sold his kicks as the way that Chris Hero sold them on this night. The feeling out process in the beginning of him just like trying to dodge every kick possible because he knew it would be his detriment in the end. Um, it just is so much to this match that like you could pick at for, for days, right? Um, these discus elbows were absolutely insane. The response with the kicks were incredible. Uh, both pile drivers in this match, uh, the first one particularly really gets me. Uh, it's like they were waiting for everyone in the room to, to like, take a second to, like, watch the spot that's about to happen. Yep, yeah. You know, and, like, you don't see it a lot where someone's, like, going for that powerbomb or the pile driver position, um, and they're trying to lift, and your opponent's mm -hmm. spreading the legs and stopping it. He drops the knee to slow the match down. Dude. And you see that, like, just that slight rotation over where he grabs in between the legs and lifts him for this sit-down. hero. Um, oh. dude, and it just looks great, man. You had the whole crowd losing their shit for this spot. No. Um, the pile driver in the end is probably one of the best pile drivers I've seen delivered in a long time because uh, doing a, like, essentially a tombstone pile driver um, – Doing it like that, most times you're just going to hold on to, like, right at the hip line, and you're going to drop. But, like, when you drop, you're still holding them tight to your chest so their head doesn't just hit the mat. His knees hit, and he just lets go of them. So, like, Tommy's head just slides to the mat, like, 
it's about like half at the speed that he was dropping at, of course, but like he still hits enough to where like he hits in this position to where his body leans against Chris Hero as he's going down, and it just makes it look. It's just one of those things that's like okay. I say it all the time, man. If you can make pro wrestling look real, I'm going to buy into it over and over and over again. Uh, this is a four and a half star match for me. Um, and yes. I just I, a special shout out to the discus haluva kick. Oh my god, Chris Hero <laughs> bro! Oh man, bro! I, they're just back and crazy uh. back. Um, and man, just the pile of combinations of these elbow drop, like uh, not elbow drops, these elbow strikes, these discus elbows. Uh, you get uh, Tommy and draped on the ropes. And Excalibur believes he's about to come back. He even says, like, oh, and here he comes. And he's like, but wait, is he stunned? And he hits him again, and he drops to a knee. Chris Hero rips the elbow pad off, hits it again loud as hell, and he just falls into himself, and it's another false finish, man. And it just, like, every false finish in this match just gets everyone beat every single damn time, man. Um, And it's hard to do that. It's really hard to get people that invested after your 10th or 11th, 12th near fall. And uh, they fucking did it, man. They told the story. Tommy in gets the much love at the end of the match. Um, Had to get a slap in the face to get him back. Yeah. To the yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> crowd was eaten out of the palm of their hands, too, man. Yeah, dude, <laughs> you get the crowd chanting, please come back. Mm-hmm. Like, he left an impression on this crowd that lives with PWG forever. Yeah. Uh, and this match will live with me forever, man. It's definitely one to put on the list when you look at these guys and what matches have they done that stand the test of time. It's going to be this one. Pat. Sorry, that was a lot. But... No, man. Yeah. Love it. it. Look, I I want four and a half stars as well. I can't really add too much to what you just said. You kind of just, it's fucking flawless, man. Like, Oh my god, dude! Like, I, I, me and Corbin watch a lot of wrestling together. Obviously, I, I, we ran this match three times, literally. And each time, you know, we watch, so we watch shit. We'll be talking, we cracking jokes, doing whatever. Each time we watch this match, it was silence, just glued to the seat, just like, oh my god, what the fuck? Look. Oh my god, oh my god! Like it was just, mm, dude. Mm, and Excalibur was calling him too. Mm-hmm. Half of these spots, he's like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> oh my god! Like, <laughs> yeah. He's dead. Like, it's, it's great. It's just really good calls. It's a really mm-hmm. solid match. You can't you cannot ask for a better outing between the two mid card match. Yep. On a stacked card like this. Mid card match, mind you. Yeah. This could it main event anywhere. Card talent, <laughs> you know, and they prove it every single damn time. And it's mm-hmm. crazy when you think about it. Sorry again. But, like, you think about them going to NXT and they have this match where, like, whenever he came, like, Alistair shows up there and people get really, are like, why is he having this match with Chris Hero? It's like, because you didn't watch this match. That's why you aren't excited to see Cassis Ono have a match with somebody. If you guys don't, if you guys don't know, we really like this match in this match. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before I pass it to Ethan, uh, bless you there, Casey. I saw it. Um, and you know I saw it. Oh, I know. Um, they got I got a mute button. <laughs> okay, so we have four and a halfs across the board. Ethan. Yep. Ethan? Don't you fuck yeah, this it, up. It doesn't happen often, Ethan. Lie. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen. Oh, yes. 
Yes. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of stuff's been said, so I don't know where to fully start. But the two things I wanted to touch on that haven't been is Chris Hero and his importance to just wrestling in the last 10 to 20 years. Like, Chris Hero, you know, he fell short in his WWE runs. He's had these issues with his weight and all this shit. But this guy, especially here, you know, he had the first WWE run and he left. And dude, admittedly 2014, he was kind of finding his footing again, it felt like. But here in 2015, he basically went through and made stars all year. Yeah. And the thing about Tommy End is, like Mike said, he wrestled for PWG in 2006 in Germany and ironically enough wrestled Excalibur on that show, which is fucking hilarious. Didn't he, didn't he, he comments that yeah. he was like he was only on here once and he was like it was against me <laughs> um and so um tommy and hadn't been to america that much i know czw their best of the best tournament the year prior but this match propelled tommy into what we see now you know pwg brought him in chris here had this match with him next thing you know tommy ends in evolve and we know what evolve leads to nxt and now here we are with AEW. Um, so I think it's just this is just an important match. On top of it being fucking phenomenal, what puts it over the top and given my rating that I give is like this is an important match. You know, like this sent Tommy End over the top. I think if he never got this chance to come work in PWG in America, you know, would he have ever ended up, you know, would Gabe would have seen him, brought him to Evolve, would he ended up in NXT or would he have just worked, you know, over in Germany and England and everything for all, like he did for fucking almost 10 years. You know, it's just crazy how special these certain matches and moments are um and just chris hero man like i know me and casey are both you know marks for chris hero but just the dudes yes like he just can do everything he you know just like cesaro but like the thing about chris hero though is chris hero can tell so much more story and he can work lucha technical strikes you know, he can be the bully. He can be the fucking yeah. hero, no pun intended. Like, he can work under, he can work. And just like later, when we see how he commentates the main event, you know, that shows you how he thinks about his own match. You know what I mean? He looks at all the things, and you know and you know, he wanted to put Tommy over here hard. Um, and it shows, and I just love the way they did the match with starting off. It's just kind of like, you know, because sometimes people get thrown off by no-selling. But here I just love it because it's like the match is sort of based around, all right, let's see what you can take. You know what I mean? I'm going to throw this at you, you know what I mean? There's definitely a difference between two strikers being like who's going to last the longest and then it just being a spot fest of I'm not going to sell your shit. Let me, I just care about my. Like these are two dudes that are making each other look insanely strong and unbelievable resilience and they both did it um my last thing about chris hero and why i love him is because he's one of the first names in independent wrestling that i remember hearing when i was younger like when you have your brian danielses you have your uh christopher daniels your aj styles and then i had chris hero and it was like what a name and because of chris hero i found people like colt cabana i found cm punk uh, I found the Raven CM Punk dog collar match, and it all stems from me literally just trying to find footage of Chris Hero. Um, yes. So, like, it's a very special place in my heart. And to see this match happen where it's like he's a vet now, and then you have 
uh, Tommy End, who is arguably one of my favorite current wrestlers right now uh, in the last decade, probably. Uh, It's just a special match, man. I I can't believe that I haven't watched it until now. Yeah, it's just um, just Chris here, man. And my thing that I think about, too, is just I want him to come back to wrestling. Like, the dude hasn't wrestled a match in two years. And the thing about Chris that's so cool is he he's a fucking little wrestling encyclopedia. So my thing is, I'm just a fan of the guy because he does shoot interviews and stuff now, and he has a whole podcast and stuff. He was on Conrad's thing for a little bit also, wasn't he? He has, like, a show with Conrad Thompson and shit on his little thing. But yeah. I just really would like to see what Chris Hero could do in 2022 in, in pro wrestling, you know? But, yes, this match, fun, fantastic four and a half. Michael J., we, what you got? We at the Up and Over podcast, I don't know if you could tell, we love Chris Hero. Um, yes. As Cortland said, post-match, the crowd's going ape shit for Tommy N, chanting, please come back. Uh, and it was very well-deserved. This match was great. Um, and at the time, if the Reseda crowd put on for you, you were a made man in independent wrestling. And they oh, yes. put on for him. Yep. Um, and so it was good to see. Um, after that, we had Tommaso Ciampa versus ACH. And now Joey Ryan is on commentary for the next two matches. Um, my first note here was Peach Fuzz, Sicilian Psychopath, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, it felt like ACH was on the verge of superstardom at this time. And Ethan and I talked about this earlier today. We're only uh, we're less than a year removed from his match with uh, with Kenny Omega, which some of you guys might have seen a clip about where he takes a fan's vest and becomes uh, Stone Cold ACH uh, and stomps a fucking mud hole in Kenny Omega. And that's the whole thing is they just and, use this. Uh, and fucking this, Chuck Taylor plays JR on commentary. He, <laughs> my God, uh, he is. It's it's a fucking spectacle. Um, the match. St- I'm going to read my note as it is, Pat. This match starts with a 1v1 in imaginary basketball, and ACH breaks Ciampa's ankles. And I know that Pat popped at this. I was dying, dude. I'm sure. Dying. When he sat down, I'm sure you stood up like, he fucking got him. Like, I can only imagine. Portland was so pissed off. Oh, I might call that one, too. Did you? I knew Corbin oh, was going to hate this, on. and I knew Pat, you were going to love it. Pat, what was, did you catch the, the comment of Excalibur saying uh, he calls fucking Champa Matumbo? Because he's he fucking... said, yeah, he said Tommaso, Tommaso Mutombo, <laughs> right? Oh, it's fucking brutal. It's fucking brutal. Um, what the fuck, man? But once again, the card needed this in this spot, too. Yeah, this had some fun back and forth, but nothing felt memorable outside of the ACH Stone Cold Steve Austin moments. Like, oh, that was it. Right now. I can feel it. Um, ACH wins. ACH wins via a stunner and a 450 splash. I went two and three quarters. It was fine. Ethan, what do you have? Oh man, me first. Um, I, I have, have a, to say, have... I'm saving one specific match for Cortland that, because fair. there's no way I watched this match and I enjoyed it, and Cortland didn't enjoy it more than I did. There's no, just no fucking off. way. He's gonna go off about this match though, too, which is the thing. Um, I actually have a gripe about this that's different than what his gripe's gonna be because I fucking love ACH. Um, to me, he was the best thing about this. And I, that might get some heat too, but like ACH is just so fucking fun. He was so over at this time. He had the match with Kenny. He had the matches with Jay Lethal and ROH. He was just he had the match with Kyle O'Reilly at PWG. All these fucking killer matches. But this match is the perfect example to me of a thing that I harp on all the time. What ended up being the downfall? PWG losing its luster, and also NXT being what it becomes. 
because you have these same guys that work the same style. This was the worst match on the show. It's just routine shit. The best thing about it for me was ACH having fun, but nothing else about this. It was just your, you know, when you think of NXT or PWG or that house style of those two brands, this is what you think of, you know, just stuff, no urgency, no meaning, just throw it at the wall, see what sticks. Can we make them pop? You know, I went two and three quarters because I love ACH and they did do some fun stuff and I can't really fucking hate on it. But this style of match that ACH, Ciampa, Gargano, Michael Elgin, Davey Richards, Adam Cole, that 2012 ROH house style that I hate was partially partially on display here. And thankfully, PWG would eliminate it in the month to come and we would go more towards the British shit. But yeah, two and three quarters regardless. Um, I'm going to pass it to Cortland. This wasn't <laughs> fucking awful, though. Like, objectively, this yeah. match was fun. Anyway, Cortland, go ahead. Oh, man. Oh, Cortland is mad. Cortland's mad, dude. Let me go before you. Let him back go first, please. I need to save. We have to save Cortland for last because he's just going to fume. We have to keep passing it around. Casey, let's go to Casey first. Then we'll go to Pat. Then we'll go to Cortland. Cortland is so fucking angry. I can feel it in my room. Oh, oh, yes. I mean, honestly, like, I'll get into Pat real quick because I don't have a lot written down. Like, honestly, like, after a little bit, like, even though it was, like, a lot of jokey shit, but, like, ACH, like, screaming a bunch, just be like, ah! Like to everything, I was like, okay, like let's, let's get this over with. Um, I went, I went, look, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I went two and a half stars. We know what the fuck it was. I, I, I didn't hate what was going on, it was fucking entertaining. It was just a lot of shit. It was just a lot of shit, <laughs> yeah. With what happened in this entire card, it fit because you needed a chill out, like a funny, yeah, you know, what the fuck. And, and every PWG show has these comedy matches, it's just part of it. God's sake, so you're later, Jushin Liger stuck his thumb up a line of men's asses and it was Jushin Liger's fucking idea to do it. Liger. That's <laughs> yeah. what we got. And that happened. It's fine. So, Casey? So like, oh, know, wait, Pat. I Pat. love the basketball shit, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I knew you did. Fucking... I'm telling you, dude, I, I have that. it in my fucking notes. Then, I said, when, Pat's match, gonna love that. It's, it's kind of crazy to me, but I said it as soon as we were done watching the match, because uh, we watched the paper twice, uh, like, in its entirety twice, and I was like, it's crazy to me that Tommaso Ciampa had the worst match on the card and that he wasn't even the best person in the match i thought ach carried that match i thought the yeah. one the match was slightly okay was that dude was dude champa, the glow up of no tommaso champa in nxt was shocking dude dude yes the thing about champa is like he needs to stay in wwe because like i never liked him i didn't hate him but i never <laughs> i never was like dude champa's let's fucking go and when NXT said, let's do Gargano and Ciampa, I'm like, bro, that was the worst match on, like, two PWG shows. Like, But it fucking rocked, dude. But then, the yeah, first few of those, it's great. But it's formula. They were great. You're looking yeah, at it with, it with shitty fucking eyes, dude. If fuck. you go back and you watch that as it happened, those matches were fucking good, dude. Their, those matches were good. Their match in NXT format works. It just yes. does. One time. I mean, it didn't, yeah, it, it didn't need to have fucking 75 fucking bouts. There's like, There's two. Okay, I'll give you two. There's two. Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah. Or not Cruiserweight Championship. The Cruiserweight Classic. Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. Cruiserweight yeah. Classic. Uh, that match is fucking phenomenal between the two of them. Yeah. Like, there's not a single thing I would But I'm saying, I'm like, making so. it this, like, 
saga that runs like three fucking years. No one needed, no. but like those, like a couple of those matches, like it, their their yes. style fit the formula, varied. but like it didn't need to happen a whole bunch. Um, Excalibur saying by God at the end when CH <laughs> delivers the center, the funniest God. fucking thing. Because <laughs> my God. <laughs> Portland doesn't even want to laugh. He's that apprehensive about this match. I'm watching him just like, I can't wait to talk uh, about how much I hated this. Casey, what'd you go? Two and three quarters. Cortland fucking taken away. Cortland, the floor is yours. I'm going to mute, my friend. I will be listening. It's not going to be that bad. It's a star in three quarters. Anything higher than that, you're lying. <laughs> 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 oh man, I had to so, unmute. <laughs> I was waiting on this moment. Stupid ass carny shit. Okay? <laughs> I'm going on. Mute. I can't. I can't. I can't do this. Hell, <laughs> he crossed him up with what? <laughs> I'll wait. It's a work. <laughs> Next match. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna pass out. That you have that the only thing the crowd cares about is some shit that is over 20 years old now that you didn't do that great. And also, the person who originated it didn't do it that great either. So like, I just don't understand. I'm wearing this Tommaso Champa shirt because oh, I do man. love Tommaso Champa, and I don't want to shit all over this match because it's not yeah. like I hate either of the participants fully. Can you? Sure. Can you at I least? Don't hate on the individuals. Can you just shit on his hair at least for me? I literally have written down. It's the dumbest haircut I've ever seen. <laughs> I have written down. This match is as much shit as Champa's hair. Okay, if you if you haven't fucking if you now if you haven't watched it, so if you can see oh, this though, Choppa's bald, but he's got a so during this match, so he has a fucking really thin oh, mohawk. His face in the back of his head, and then he has beard with like just a little bit of hair, like that wraps around his ear in a really sharp point. That's him. And that's it. And it makes no fucking sense. Like, he was like... like he went to his barber with a picture of Suzuki's head and was like, kind of similar to this. And they were like, we'll figure it out. He was like, kind of look like Road Warrior Hawk and Animal at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what he was going for, honestly. So the last thing I'll say about this match is that there there is good strikes in this match. Like, the striking is on point. A lot of the spots are right where they need to be. Luckily, no one got hurt. I love to fake out that uh, Champa did on the outside. Uh, like, he, like, escaped the ring. Everyone, like, moved thinking that he was going to do a tope. And then he, like, walks this way, like, towards this apron. And then he runs on the apron and gets kicked in the chest. And he looks right at Ronda and screams, what the fuck, like, right in her face after getting kicked in the chest. And it's hilarious. Um, but... Other than that, man, I just, it's really hard for me to get past, like, the haha bullshit of the match itself. Like, it feels like Vince Russo booked this match move for move. Like, I'm wow. surprised there's not a cage in it. Give it something. 
because like shit, dude. Stone Cold vest on a pole match. Oh, I was there don't watch Cortland. Cortland, yeah, please, say, please don't go watch that Kenny Omega match. Don't please don't Kenny go Omega. watch it. Please don't go watch it. Because <laughs> if you find it, you are going to be Buddy. so mad. But I know the duality of that household. Pat would give it four stars. It's oh, yeah. a fucking it. blast. Bro, it's they so ran fun. Through, they ran through the whole Austin Rocks. ACH did the rock fucking little slap exactly like it's, he would it's do it. A mess. You would, press with you would love on. it for the spectacle, and then be like, "Goddamn carny bullshit!" <laughs> like it would be like you'd be like, "Oh, that was fun," but wait a minute, goddamn fuck! Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Cortland, you better you better take a sip of a drink because it's going right to you here in just a second. Don't say a thing. Don't say a thing. Don't say a thing. The next match that we have is Monster Mafia, which is Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, versus Love Gun, which is Chris Sabin and Matt Seidel. We have Joey Ryan on commentary again. Before we dive into this match, I would like to take the time, on behalf of everybody here, Ethan, happy birthday. It's a pleasure doing oh, this podcast. 12. It's a pleasure doing this podcast with you. I hope you know I love you. I hope you know these guys love you. We love hey, you, man. man. And we're happy to be here with you. So I love happy you birthday. guys. Thank you for thank you for doing this show and thank you for having me be a part. And Mike, of course. I love you even though we argue more than anybody else on this pod. Listen, bud, you know what? We argue, but you're my Bret Hart, I'm your Shawn Michaels. We couldn't have made it without each other. That's fine. Um, I'll go with bef that. Before better match than they did. Oh man, <laughs> that's disrespectful. Um, cash tag Ethan L ninety six. Help my man get to Dallas and back. Um, Please help me. Okay, uh, it, it weirds me out that Ethan Page wrestled in pro wrestling gorilla. Like I just don't. I, I can't compute that. Uh, but this was way more enjoyable than I was expecting it to be. Uh, it took yeah. a minute for the match to really hit its stride, but the crowd was super into it in those slow moments, so it didn't feel slow. Um, Matt Seidel hits a double meteora to the outside that popped me big, so much so that I called Ethan about it, and I was like, dude, what the yep. fuck? No. Um, Not human. Alexander and Paige are buttery smooth in those tag team maneuvers, man. So yep. good. Um, and it just made me appreciate their work a ton more. And, of course, we love Saban and Seidel. Anyway, Love Gun win via Shooting Star Press, Neckbreaker combo. Um, I will save my rating. Uh, Cortland, the floor is yours. And I feel like you really had to have a match because this felt like something that you would have loved in my brain. Uh, dude, it's right up my alley. I enjoyed this match a lot. I really wish that there was a little bit more. The thing about PWG is that you have great tag team matches, but the reason that I enjoy tag team matches a lot is because there's so much more to the rules of pro wrestling in a tag match. There's so many things that you have to work around, like holding a tag rope, being in this corner, the five count, the ten count for tag team moves, uh, just the ray of shit like that, right? Um, so PWG doesn't really have that. <laughs> Like, at all. Um, and a lot of times, AEW doesn't either. Uh, and that's why I praise FTR as much as I do, because they do stick into the boundaries of those rules. It's classic style pro wrestling that I just think at the root is the best form of pro wrestling 
is the root of it. Um, so this match does have so many spots that are just like, you can't even pull out five off the top of your head. There's just so many. It's really a spot fest between the two. Um, but everyone gets their stuff in. Josh Alexander just is so great sometimes, man. Um, and it's the little shit that he does. I feel like a lot of people don't pick up on. Um, super underrated still. I feel like him Bro. being in the pond that he is in, in Impact Wrestling is... And not, that's not to take away from Impact by any stretch of the means. Um, but like, it feels like he's in such a small pond and he could be somewhere much bigger. Than yeah, and my thing is... This good. this was like a year before he had to retire for two years. Yeah. Also. Well, and to see him be able to come back now and have the run he's doing, that's really solidifying him more than he did. Before, yeah. is really cool. Well, he's not and under he he's not under contract right now. Really? Yeah. He I love you. he. It's like really shitty because like he his contract expired and so did his work visa. So he's. Whoa. Back in Canada right now. He is no he's not in the States right now. I'm hoping someone, for the love of God, Tony Khan, uh picks him up. Cause like Yeah, no, yeah. he's okay. it's a fucking insane human being. Um on the other side of it, dude, you got your Matt Seidel and Chris Sabin and oh, Chris Sabin just looks so good getting beat up. He's one of those dudes that like his offense is great right but his yeah. timing and the placement of where he knows his energy has to be in the room, um in certain segments is second to none uh there's very impressive like avalanche ddt uh in this match that popped me big there's a your shit's weak chant which was fucking hilarious to me uh towards uh i believe ethan page, it was page yeah. um there's a cool monkey flip ddt there's just so many tag team innovation moves. Dude, that and monkey flip DDT is one of the craziest crazy. fucking tag team moves I've it's ever crazy. seen. It's because he, like, he pops the hips right at the right time. And then he gets like the uh, in DDT position and like does the whip. But like it's the timing on the turn. So smooth. That the way they take it, it just looks so yeah. great, man. Um, there's a lot of innovative spots in this match. Uh, I probably would have gone higher, but like I said, it's it's very spotty. It felt like it was like, all right, we got that one done. Now we got to get to the next one. It's and just, just like, kind of like, kind of fill it. You know what I mean? It was it's just one like, of those ones where it's like stylistically, it's weird because like I feel like, uh, like, uh, Monster Mafia kind of has like their, that's like, that's how their tag team has been. And even up until page leaves like that's how they worked but then said was like i can do the cleanest shooting star press in the fucking world and everyone's like we want to see more of that like the whole time so it's like let's see all the flips bro like i love matt sidell man i've been yeah. matt sidell for the longest time and it's just that fucking debut at aew oh Fuck when he's it, just like man. oh yeah shooting star whoopsie like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Like, it fucked him, man. And uh, I hate to see it, but I love seeing this match. Uh, Chris Saban and Matt Seidel have a lot of chemistry uh, that obviously resonates through the television screen. So it's really cool to see. I hope we get to see it again. Um, 
whenever that can be, I'll I'll be there for that shit. So, um, I believe I gave this match three and a half stars. I like it. Who are you gonna pass it off to, bud? I'll give it to Ethan. Love it. Hell yeah. So yeah, I went three and a half on this as well. Um, this is one of those that's really cool. You got a lot of weird variables. Um with Saban and Seidel, because they only had a couple matches as Love Gun or whatever. But, like, I really love the team. Because I love Saban, Shelly, Seidel, all those, like, guys from that, like, oh, yes, 06, 07 era. But Shelly was injured so much for so many years, and he works a normal job and shit, I'm pretty sure. So there was a while there where it's like, you know, Saban and Shelly always used to be on PWG shows. Saban did so much with TNA. This run with Seidel was his first time back in PWG in probably seven or eight years. Um, so it was cool to see um, Alexander and Paige. It's just a weird trajectory they've went on because, oh God. Because when I discovered Mike Bailey, that sent me down that Canadian Indies shit. And, like, Paige and Alexander used to rip this shit up up there. You know, it was Paige, Alexander, Speedball, you know what I mean, all came from the you know c4 alpha one all those smaller companies and so seeing them show up in pwg was super for some reason i never thought their style worked well here i liked um one thing i loved about this match though was for the longest the young bucks were like the only heels in pwg um so seeing monster mafia here i think saban and sidell really helped solidify them as like okay there's some new dickheads around, you know, and I know the young, because everyone also at this point started loving the young bucks, you know, they still booed them, but you needed a real heel you team. You love to yeah. boo them. Yes. And so Monster Mafia kind of filled that role for a little bit. You know, I still will probably never watch any of their PWG matches back because I always wanted so much more from them. And I felt like they just were kind of an awkward fit for PWG because they aren't, I don't know. It's not that just, style, man. It's it's yeah. a weird placement, but it's not like I don't enjoy this match. Though I think yeah, no, all four individuals that I enjoy. Yes, definitely individually. Yes, one hundred percent. It just you know, it's, like it's, I said, I would look at the four of them, dude. Look at the talent that is in that fucking ring. Oh like, yeah, the years oh, yeah. that the years of knowledge between the four of them, and it's scary because one of them hasn't been in the business that long. Yeah, yeah. Alexander and Paige are still both super fresh. And it's just like with Alexander, you know, I was a huge fan. I've always been like Josh. And so, like, literally soon after the match, he had to retire and shit. So, like I said earlier, I'm just so glad he's back doing shit again because he's just so fucking good. But, yeah, like you said, you know, just a good match. Once again, you don't – they didn't need to go fucking ballistic here. You needed to call me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, three and a half, not much more to say from uh, Pat, what'd you go? I went three and a half as well. Um, decent match. Good tag team match. Obviously, you know, you got a lot of fucking talent in this match for sure. One thing I will touch on that we haven't touched on is the crowd for this match was fucking hot. hot. And I don't even think it was because of the match. It was mostly everybody hating Ethan Page. <laughs> they fucking hated Like him. ripping this man alive. And I just loved how he was just fucking eating that shit. <laughs> like, Dude, it like, makes you okay, want it. It okay. makes you want that Ethan Page like on TV. Yes, a hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. That's literally what I was thinking. I was like, man, we need to see more of this today. 
This is why we don't scared. need fucking American top team bullshit with him. And he's don't give me on him. He... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have too much more to add that you guys didn't already say. It's three and a half. Yeah. Uh, Casey, before you give yours, I want to put the pressure on you because I did go three and a half. Okay. All right. I also went on you three and a half. We did it twice no in this one... episode, fellas. And I'm pissed at all of you. That no one said that Ethan Page showed his whole ass oh, to the crowd. I almost said an ass. And four <laughs> girls loved it. Four of them. He, in the front he, row. he purposely oh, positioned himself right in front of Shayna Baszler and company and pulled his say, pants down. Right now, and this might be controversial, but if anybody got laid this night, it was Ethan Page. <laughs> he was killing that whole little section of like girls over there, man. He, they were. Oh, it was fucking great. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, I think it, I think we all touched on it. Like, I do think it's the one thing that it irritated me is they kept commenting about the tag team of uh, Saban and Seidel, and I'm like, don't you dare try to say that they can't work as a tag team when one half of the Motor City fucking Machine Guns is there. They know how to work a tag team. Yes, actually. and Seidel is super similar to Shelly. You know, Seidel yeah. a lot more, but they work that they're. A lot, a lot, way similar. Like, it just on commentary, they kept driving it home that like, oh, they're still new. I'm like, it's literally the Motor City Machine Guns is probably one of my favorite fucking non WWE tag teams of all Me time. Too. So like, I'm like, I was sitting there just stewing. So I'm like, shut up, <laughs> like leave them alone. This is fucking great. And yeah, that even though no one else could do it, a shooting star neckbreaker is one of the craziest fucking finishing what moves. Yeah. Huh. I was and like, it was like so what? smooth. It was like whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's just like cake. So I think he, I think he brings it. I think like Excalibur brings it up like earlier because like they think they, tr they tried to go for it, and I was like, I'm sorry, they're gonna do what in this match? Yeah, right. And then they <laughs> hit it. And I'm like, like, they fucking did the, that. <laughs> yeah, he calls out. He's like, hey, uh, shooting star press neckbreaker is what they beat the young bucks with. And I was like, oh shit. And he's like, they're gonna go for it right here. I was like, he's going for what? <laughs> <laughs> I was, in, I was like, I was like, how does that work logistically? Yeah, he's just like calling it like a normal match. But Drop to great. hold, and then he has a shooting star <laughs> press neckbreaker. Like it's just like the next fucking <laughs> thing. Uh, it was good. Three good. and a half the whole good. way around. I love it. But moving on, we have uh, Chris Hero moving to commentary. Uh, we Thank have God. Ricochet yes. versus the second Carolina King, Andrew Everett. Um, we have a quote. This is one of the only quotes that I wrote down this entire night. Uh, you have Excalibur say, hey, Chris Hero, you think you might see some flippy shit? <laughs> uh, Andrew Everett had such a bright shine for such a small amount of time, um, and it's unfortunate that injuries derailed his career. Uh, he actually returns on this card from an, a knee injury he sustained that kept him out for a year. So this yeah, is his first match. Right. This is his first match back. He only had one match before he went out, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was that WrestleCon that uh, Excalibur was talking about. Um, we're two years away from Ricochet being the Battle of Los Angeles winner, and we're kind of in the stride of him being, like, a, a solid run of singles matches in PWG. Um, he won Battle of Los Angeles the year prior, right? Did he? Yes. Because yeah, he he's, he's one of the only people that's won it. He won it in 2014. Well, he I'm beat O'Reilly, I think. I just know that he won it in 2017. This had a crazy back and forth head scissors reversal thing that made the crowd go fucking nuts, but it lasted 
far too long. I got busy as fuck watching this. Way too long. Um, My favorite part about it was afterwards you have Excalibur say, oh man, they look winded. And then they just go fucking nuts for the rest of the match. Uh, We get the infamous uh, ricochet diving over the turnbuckle spot. The turnbuckle post. Bro, Uh, that's Something that he did very often. I have to break in here. That's the spot that sent me down the PWG rabbit hole. I saw one of their previews on YouTube. And I saw that fucking spot, and I said, "What the fuck is this shit?" You know what I mean. Next thing you know, I got he jumped over. Six, what? Next thing, I got sixty DVDs showing up to my doorstep, and Beans pissed as fuck. Oh. We live in a trailer. Why are you ordering wrestling DVDs? Why do you have a pallet of DVDs outside, bro? I can't lie to y'all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it all out. It's my fucking birthday. This is my podcast that I chose. I'm gonna tell you the truth. When I graduated high school and I got all my graduation money, what do y'all think I spent that shit on? <laughs> DVDs. And I ain't shitting you. I swear oh to you guys. I would God. buy 10 a month and, like, I'd get them shipped to, like, my uncle's house down the street and try and get them before he knows. Because my parents knew where I was spending all this money. I had no job, no nothing. They're like, you sit at home all day writing these wrestling reviews blog. And here I am. Bring it on in. PWG, Beyond Wrestling, Alpha One, C4, Dragon Gate tapes from Japan that a fucking 40-year-old man in Ohio burns on a disc for me. That's where I was. Oh, Shout out to Bobby for doing that. All right, uh, all right, all right. We, we've, gone, we've gone deep in this dive. Um, <laughs> Cortland, I, have, I actually have written down, I need one word from Cortland about the people's moonsault spot. One word from you. Duh. <laughs> Holy shit, every, uh, Andrew, hey, oh, God. Hey. good word for the, uh, the person, too. A yeah, very dumb big shit. Dumbass. Love yeah. him, but fuck, he's an idiot. Trust. Andrew Everett's springboard shooting start of the outside made me stand up and, like, ah! like, I was stunned. I lost my mind, dude. <laughs> dude. There was an, ex- like, a- an exchange that was, like, a, a super kick, enziguri, German suplex, double stomp. That I was like, I'm fucking spent from this. Like, I'm tired. Little did I know what was about to happen to me. Exhausted. Like a leg capture suplex they were talking about? No. So, Ricochet hits a super kick. Boom. And then Andrew Everett comes, hits an enziguri that was running. Then it, like, turns Ricochet around. He German suplexes him. Boom. As he German suplexes him, Ricochet lands on his fucking head, gets up on his feet, double stomps, and then they lay there. And I was like, I am fucking tired. Yeah. Little did I know what was about to happen to me. Oh my god, dude. Oh yeah, here it is, fellas. Oh the Avalanche Poison Rana from the top <laughs> rope with Andrew Everett landing on his fucking feet. Let's no, fucking you gotta go. call it. He said, and Andrew Everett landing on his goddamn face. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, dude. It is the funniest thing. I thought that Everett's left foot landed on Ricochet's, like, the back of his foot, which yeah. would have broken his foot immediately. The next thing he does is a fucking double moonsault. To no one. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> he does a double moonsault, which I don't I, think I don't care I've how cool seen. that spot looks, because that looks fucking wild. Yeah. It's so goddamn reckless. 
He does a This man barely song. gets his head around. I'm like, he's trying to fucking kill himself. Like, this is it. Dude, to so wait, double moonsault to his Andrew? belly. Andrew Everett did it. Andrew Jumps Everett to the top. Okay. Double. He's standing there fucking shaking around, and Excalibur even yeah. goes, he's unsteady, and then he just fucking commits to it. <laughs> then you have Ricochet. Like Ricochet. It's fucked. Ricochet hits the Benadriller for a win. This was fucking nuts. I loved it. Four and a quarter. I don't care who takes it. Somebody yes, take baby. It. Yes, go. Fuck it. I'm taking the four right now to get it out. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, fuck it. You take the four. I don't give a fuck. Take it. Just take it. Just take it. It's I just got to let it while the momentum's going. Four stars. Because here's the deal. I get what annoyed. What was your rating? Four. Four stars. Okay, you just broke I get annoyed with a lot of shit sometimes. But sometimes, man, I want to see fuckers act the fuck up. And these motherfuckers said, fuck it, I'm going to do 20 flips, 20 super kicks, a double fucking moonsault, yeah, drop me on my neck, drop me on my ass. Fuck it, bro. If I went to this show and took a non-wrestling fan, they'd be shitting their fucking panties wanting to come yeah. back. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. These two, fucking crazy. Last thing, go watch Cedric Alexander versus Trevor Lee versus Andrew Revit before we lose the high spot network. <laughs> it was their debut match. Goddamn good shit. I got to plug it. Fuck. <laughs> good shit. Um, uh, 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 Cortland. Uh, I enjoyed this match. I gave it three and three quarters. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. A lot of flashy stuff in this match, which, I mean, most of the time isn't my, uh, my cup of tea, but. Uh, you were Ricochet sipping so it tonight. Talented. Dude, Ricochet is so goddamn talented. Uh, it really makes me mad that you're still like. I wish you just go yes. into business for yourself or fucking something like, dude, dude. You should be anywhere but where you're at currently. Um, Everett is just one of those guys that should be around and should be talked about more. Um, it's so insane how many spots they get off in this match, <laughs> and neither of them are dying. Yes, like it's in fucking insane. Uh. I have a quote from Excalibur here. He says uh, he's from the Carolinas. Oh. Chops are in his blood like barbecue and vinegar. I loved it. And uh, That shit made me pop, dude. That shit made me laugh. <laughs> um, there's a really cool blue thunderbomb in this match that pops me big. There is. And, uh, yeah. Edward's landing on his goddamn feet, man. We gotta gotta come back to that. That avalanche so scary. poison rana is absolutely insane. I love the Benadriller. I think it is a fantastic move when done. Dude, I love that move. Someone knows how to take it. Yeah. Um, it's a great, solid finishing move. Uh, it's happy to see it. I haven't seen it in what it feels like forever. So, uh, yeah. yeah, man, three and three quarters. It's a good match. My turn. Go ahead, bud. Sir, I went four flat. Um, I, dude, there's not. I mean, bro, it's fucking amazing. Like uh, every moment of this shit is just fucking crazy. Like I feel like when I've got as I've gotten older, I've kind of gone away from just loving matches with like a million spots, like I did when I was a kid. Oh, but, but this I one. watched this shit with children' eyes, bro. This shit was just fucking crazy <laughs> as shit. It's like everything that you want to see, like that you're like. Ah, I'm too cool to watch that anymore. Nah, nah, fuck that. That shit was just fucking... Every fucking dive you could think of. My man hit a double moonsault to nothing Flip at all. <laughs> like, it was crazy. I, I remember saying it while we were watching it back today. I was like, um, 
there's some people that do things that you watch and you just get pissed off at how good they are at what they're doing. That's and right. watching Ricochet in this match, I was just like, dude, this motherfucker is perfect, dog. Like, yes, he's not fucking up nothing. Like, yep. <laughs> it's yep. crazy. He's got eyes in the back of his fucking mm-hmm. head, dude. It's unbelievable. It, it's just, it's fucking, it's a doozy, man. I, I suggest this match to anyone and mostly the people that have never watched wrestling before. Like, you want to watch you, some fucking crazy shit? If you think wrestling's dorky, I'm telling yeah. you, you watch that match, you're going to be into it. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Casey, what you got, man? Um, I gave it three and three quarters. Uh, oh, like I, I said, I believed in honest, you, honestly, because of the beginning with the, the fucking head scissor fucking fest. Bro, it, it lost me because, like, I was like, okay, like, okay. Oh, yeah, we're still doing it. Like it. 10 times. Okay, it we're still doing it. Like, like, that's why I didn't say shit. <laughs> but, like, I mean, like, it, it lost me. And then, I mean, you can't not give credit to the rest of the match. So that's why, like, I still kind of try to keep it in, like, a fair, respectable realm. But, like, the, the double moon salt to his belly. To nothing. Just... <laughs> that's another one where I'm just like, who had the conversation of like, so are you gonna take? Are you gonna take it? No, I'm gonna roll out of the way. <laughs> I'm, like, gonna, I'm gonna move. <laughs> it's my first. And also, day, bro. <laughs> you're right. The crazy thing to think of too is though, think about like how these guys feel going out there because this is the time where Regal is at PWG almost yeah. every month signing guys up. So you know what I mean. And this is what they're looking for at the time. So Andrew Evett, he missed out on a whole year's. You know, and now he's like, man, I got to come back. Fuck it. Double moonsault. Fucking flop my ass on the goddamn back. <laughs> the second he I mean, lands. If you, if you could do what Andrew Everett does, can you say you wouldn't do the same the thing? Second I he, 100% was doing it. The second he landed on his feet with that avalanche poison rana, I stopped it and went back. I was like, I'm sorry. What the fuck did I just see? I was like, he did not just land on his feet. And we keep touching on those two spots, but like also the fucking springboard fucking shooting star press out the beautiful. Oh yeah, it's perfect. perfect. Because there's so many spots in this that literally only have like springboard shooting star, and I'll like Jesus fucking Christ, and then like (laughs) and then like that spots. I'm just like my brain can't keep together all of the things they did but like yeah like out yeah it's I, it's a lot i thought he was gonna it hit was the lights exhausting. <laughs> like oh i, was I like, did you're gonna shoot through the roof of this damn legion hall or what <laughs> i i forgot about this so i gotta like backtrack a bit but during excalibur announcing the matt seidel match one of the PWG guys, I guess, was coming up because he had a note to give Excalibur about, like, the match. Yeah. He shoves the motherfucker down oh. the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris Hero's like, dude, yeah. what the fuck? And he's like, I have a live mic. mic in my hand. Yeah, he's like, you can't tell mic. me. Like, uh, you hear them talking about it, and he's like, he's like, I don't know what just happened there, but it's like, yo, uh, push Joey down the stairs there a second ago. He's like, yeah, man, he just came up to me. This is not how we do it over here. That's why he's getting fired. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, he's like, he's going to be featured Endeavor in a minute, but he's like, I'm have a live mic announcing the match, and you're trying to tell me something. He's like, no, fuck off, dude. Because <laughs> he's like, you can almost hear him be like, I have something to tell you. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, bud, but that's not how we do shit. That's how you get future endeavors. <laughs> like, he's like, Seidel's literally walking like, into the like, ring. Yo. He's like, oh, it's not that he's leaving. He's let go. 
What a mess. Um, before we move on to the main event, I wanted to make one note and one note exclusively. Cortland, I loved the people's moonsault. Um, this is my note that I have on it. Dead serious this is my note. Um, the people's moonsault spot makes me laugh. It was funny. Um, also, him it, doing the whole the whole thing, the fucking arm kick in the. Fucking take it's good shit, man. It was funny. It was funny. I wasn't expecting the moonsault because I don't remember him doing that, but that's funny as fuck. Also, uh, minor note before we move on. Um, I'm yep. pretty sure Ricochet came out to all night long. Because oh, so yeah, that was that was him Every and uh, Rich Swan's Rich Swan. thing nice. in PWG. So okay, if you went okay. to a, a, any event that has Rich Swan on it, somebody is gonna sing that good. song. And uh, fun tidbit: if you know who my brother is, you'll understand. I was in Tampa, Florida. We're at GCW's For the Culture. It is past midnight. I have been at this fucking venue for over 12 hours. Rich Swan is coming out for a match against, I think it was KTB. I don't even remember. Rich Swan's coming out. There's maybe, I don't know, 100 people left in the crowd. And my brother is front row, dancing, having a good time. Rich Swan seeks my brother out. And at midnight in Tampa, Florida, Ybor City, in fact, Rich Swan and my brother Jeff were dancing all night long. <laughs> and that is my favorite story about that song. <laughs> With that said, let's get into this main event. Jesus uh, I love Jeff. This is three. <laughs> God, I love Jeff. What a mess. This is three of three. I'll see if I can find it because I'm sure somebody put it on camera. Please. I'm positive. Roderick Strong defending his PWG World Championship against Zack Sabre Jr. Chris Hero on commentary with Excalibur. This is three of three, Ethan. This is your time to shine, my friend. Enjoy Happy it. birthday, son. Happy birthday. Thank Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm so stoked we covered this show. I'm glad you guys were down for it. Uh, this main event, truthfully, I watched it in 2015, and I haven't watched it since. I've, you know, I've talked about it on other podcasts how much I love Roderick Strong's run at this time, 2014-2015. And I've mentioned this match a couple of times. Um, so when I went to rewatch it, you know, I wasn't gung-ho about rewatching it. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, this will be nice to look. You know, I went four and a half on it in 2015, and I haven't literally watched it since. So I just want to preface that. Um, but I go back, rewatch this thing, and it's even better than I remembered. Um and I did rave about it a lot, but now with these new eyes, I'm just going to take you through the whole thing because this is going to be a big moment the podcast. I'll just give you all that little peek. So the thing about this match is Roderick Strong, this is literally like a 10 years in the making type thing. Because, you know, he came up with Punk, AJ, Brian, Joe. You know, he was up in ROH in 2004. He came to PWG in 2004. When you talked about independent wrestling, you know, Roderick Strong's that name that was always there. Um, admittedly, I always thought Roderick was just another generic indie guy for years. I liked him somewhat, but I never was like, oh, dude, Roderick Strong. You know I mean, there was nothing, because there was nothing there. You know what I mean? It was just backbreaker guy. You know, he's going to do 20 moves in five seconds. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, that's good old Roddy. You know what I mean? He kind of was a house name to do this house style, and it was cool. But in 2014, Roderick Strong got a little edge on him. And before you know it, before you know it, this dude's one of the top five best wrestlers in the world. 
Um, and Chris Hero on commentary here really tells the whole story, you know, even more so than I could, you know. Roddy's bitter, you know, and in 2014, you started seeing him act a little dickish, and the fans, you know, and PFG always got a basic reaction. They were never, like, hot, hot for him, but they were never dull because it's Roderick. You know, he's been around forever. But then at the 2014 Battle of Los Angeles, he faces AJ Styles, who is the IWGP heavyweight champion, and Roddy snaps. He gets him, He gets AJ disqualified, which fully solidifies he's being a heel because he made it look like AJ chair on him. And then he beats AJ with the chair after the match, advances in the tournament, then, Kyle O'Reilly and Zack Sabre Jr. have this banger of a match. Kyle wins. Roddy goes out there and destroys the motherfucker. Puts him through chairs, tables, the whole nine fucking yards. <laughs> this dude's he just goes nuts. And I just love the story of the fact that the AJ match is what snapped him. Because, you know what I mean, AJ's that guy who he came up with. And six months prior to this, he almost broke Roddy's neck in ROH. So the fact that all this time of Roddy feeling overlooked, you know what I mean? And then he gets in there with AJ and he's just this shit dude i'm tired of this shit you know everybody gets signed i'm left behind i've been in pwg 10 years who stays in pwg 10 years you know what i mean he's been there 10 20 years never won bola never won the world title he's just been working the mid card you know and so he gets this title run and i never thought i'd see a crowd care about roddy as much as they began to care about roddy when this thing cuts from the opening little video of like oh, whatever and that fucking crowd is just barreling his ass with heat and he's and the thing about Roddy is that I never thought he'd fall so well into that role of being this fucking dickhead you know um so and then you got Zach right and the thing about this match too is Zach Sabre Jr. wasn't the number one contender what I love about the story of this is at the event before Roderick Strong called out Zach Sabre Jr. because at the 2014 Battle of Los Angeles when Roddy beat AJ's ass and went ballistic, people weren't really talking about that after. They were like, yeah, Roddy's doing that. They were talking about Zack Sabre Jr., who debuted in the States that weekend at BOLA. So yeah. that hall leads to the month. Hurts, Dude, for real, like you've been here 10 years and you've been overlooked and to top it off, you snap and have a big moment and we're still thinking about the next guy. You know what I mean? Rod, you know what I mean? You're just, you're the afterthought. And he says that. So the show before this, he beat Trevor Lee's ass, retained the title, and he's like, you know what? Y'all want Zach so much? You want Zach Sabre Jr. back? I want him back, and I'm going to beat the fuck out of him. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm going to – you want Zach Sabre Jr. back? Excalibur, bring him back because I'm going to beat him up and show y'all that, he, that he's not as good as you think he is. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, when that happened, I wasn't anticipating this to be the five-star match that I'm going to that I'm gonna fucking give this rating out for. But when you get there and you get this match and you get it started and the heat Roddy's getting, and he's facing Zack Sabre Jr., who at the time, he's a babyface, but this dude's a, truly, he's such a little dickhead with how he works that it's like he's a natural heel. But here, he somehow works so perfectly as the babyface because the thing about Roddy is he always was explosive. He hit a million moves fast, but the reason it never really stuck is because there was nothing behind it. But here... Everything's behind it. This dude's desperate. He's going to get embarrassed if he doesn't win this fucking match because he's already been embarrassed. You know what I mean? His his whole career borderline is about him being embarrassed because everyone got signed and he got left behind and overlooked. 
And so he gets in here with Zach, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to beat his ass. And he's cocky. And Zach just picks the leg. Zach picks the arm, starts fucking with his fingers. You know what I mean? He's fucking with this guy. You know what I mean? And Roger's mad as fuck. And the crowd, every time this shit's happening, you know what I mean? They're biting on everything that's going on because they hate Roddy. They're like, dude, there's a reason you never were the guy. You know what I mean? Like, you're not that fucking good. And so having Zach underneath just like poking at him, that's what it felt like to me. You know what I mean? He's like, dude, I know I can beat you. You've been around for 10 years and never been shit. So every time Roddy's trying to hit a million moves, Zach has a counter to every fucking one of them, you know, and just seeing the desperation and actual, because following Roddy's whole career, this anger, you know, it feels real, you know, because, you know, deep down, he probably feels this way. You know, he's like, damn, all your friends got signed to major television deals and And you're you're sitting in the fucking fucking Reseda, California. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're you're trapped in the moose. I don't want to say that. What's that? You, you broke up bad. Look at mm-hmm. the parallel now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so for me, I, you know, it's just such a perfect story. And on top of the story, just the match delivers. Near f- Dude, people are on their feet for the final five to seven minutes match. Mm-hmm. They believe, they believe, not only do they want Zach to win, they believe Zach's about to fucking upset Roddy. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, a big a near fall. I'm they're like, oh shit! Like, we're about to have a new champ already. Like, because yeah. PWG's known for giving guys the strap and letting them run when they get hot. And so, you know, I didn't think it would happen. But then, as I'm watching this, even after I knew the result, dude, did they fucking did somebody fucking write the result wrong online? Like, this is about to fucking happen for real. Like, but I just love this match. I'm going five stars on it because I don't think you can't. What more can you do here? You know, and the story is one that to me is underrated. And especially when people talk about PWG and you talk about the indies and you talk about, I ain't calling nobody out, Roderick Strong being the weak link of the Undisputed Era and just Roddy always being that guy who just ain't good enough. I'd put this fucking heel title run with Roddy up against anything anybody in the Undisputed Era has done as a singles competitor. Just straight up. You know what I mean? And I think this match is the testament as to why. So this is my first five star on the Up and Over pod. And I'm sure I missed some stuff. Happy birthday with your flowers and all. Dude, I'm sure I missed some stuff. And I'm sure I also talk too much at the same time. But these ones that really get me, it's because they they resonate on a number of levels. That's great, man. Who are you passing off to? Um, I'm going to pass it off to Mike. And there's a reason for that one. I'm I'm more upset about one thing, and I'll get to it at the end. um, Because you know what the fuck you did to me. Ethan, you know, stole my fucking thunder. Um, is there anything more synonymous with Zack Sabre Jr. than chain wrestling? I don't think so. Uh, and the first five minutes of this match is nothing but chain wrestling. And you could see Roddy getting pissed that he was like, motherfuckers three steps ahead of me constantly. Get yep. outworked. Um, there was a shitty little boots chant, and it felt Dude, like I was living a fever dream. That was a thing. Me. That was a thing during his whole PWG yep. heel run. But I forgot about it. Like, I haven't watched any PWG events in fucking forever. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. hits a Northern Lights that he eventually, like, like he flips back over and transitions into an arm bar. And how does Roderick Strong break that up? He picks him up and fucking guillotines him in the Bro. ropes. Bro. I was like, dude. Oh, my God. One of the God. greatest counters to any move. I've ever seen in my life, bro. Not to, not to... 
<laughs> not to break after. in on you. Yeah. But dude, just the little things like that where Roddy's like, whenever Zach would do some shit, Roddy'd say, All right, fuck you, dude. And just like throw his ass he, down. He like picked him yes. up, he waddled his ass over to the second rope and guillotined him on the top rope. And I was yeah. like, This is the greatest fucking counter to anything like ever. Yeah. I was like, I've been to the guillotine in a fucking minute too. It was great. Um there immediately after there's a fan trying to fist bump Roddy and Roddy's just staring at him. Yeah, I didn't know <laughs> Sony it made me so fucking happy to see that. I laughed so hard. Um and that dude that dude is committed. He's not just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's like, Oh come on, Roddy, Roddy like I don't know if you guys realize like after he gets back in the ring, that dude by himself starts chanting Roddy. No, like, like, I love that. I love fucking that. fist bumps himself. He's like, I, I got it for you. Don't worry. We bud. had a moment, brother. We had a moment. Um, Roddy wearing his frustration being outmatched uh, in technicality with Zach was a beautiful story, and Chris Hero was the perfect poet for it. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, he just was phenomenal on commentary. Um, and as we get in the stretch, it felt like the crowd wanted Zach to win more than Roddy, which made it yeah. feel even more important. Um, the near falls were fucking wild. Chris Hero at one point says, I don't know how you can watch this and not believe that these are the two best wrestlers in the world. Um, and man, that just was so good, man. Uh, Chris Hero needs to find a way to still be in professional Please. wrestling one way or the other. Yes. Um, in any capacity. Yes. Roddy breaks out of an arm bar attempt uh, via dumping Zach on his fucking head and stomping his head into the ground, uh, and then puts him in the stronghold for the submission. Uh, my immediate response by myself sitting here at what I think I was finished at like ten oh five, so five minutes late. Um, I said, uh, "Holy fuck! What did I just witness?" Um, the reason that I f I am upset with you, Ethan, is because you stole my fucking question at the end. What more do you want from this, guys? Five I'm stars. Sorry. It was a fucking ball. I loved it. Five stars. I'm with you, Ethan. Uh, and five stars. And it's not even a question to me. Uh, the, the, the in fact... Go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. I was just going to say, the fucking selling a Roddy on the arm all match, even when he would hit a move, like when he hit that superplex near the end, Excalibur and Hero called it. They're like, oh, God, a fucking superplex. And they're like, no. He landed on that fucking arm that Zach's been working over, and, and Roddy's sitting there trying to get the feeling. But just all the little shit here, dude. Like, yep. Yep, it all added up to a beautiful thing. Uh, and since, Pat, you wanted to be vocal here, bud, how about we pass it off to you, pinball man? I went four and a half stars. It's a five-star match, though, but I went four and a half stars. Um, I saw wow, that's today. crazy. I went. I saw a tweet today. Uh, I hate the caveat, but I think it was Mike Bailey tweeted. Um, wow. Sometimes wrestling's about moves. Sometimes wrestling's about entertainment. And sometimes yep. wrestling's about telling a story. And yep. in this match is all three of those things. This is wrestling. It's fucking amazing. Um, it's really nothing. God damn, dude. Like, what more can you ask for is literally the question. And when I ask myself that question, I wish that I was much higher. Because, I mean, it's fucking perfect, dude. I was what's your heart What's your heart saying right now? Stars. My heart's right now saying it's a five-star match, but I think it's just because you guys said it's a five-star match. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But, I mean, it's definitely four and three-quarter five-star match, dude. It's... It's the culmination I, of this man's career. Yeah, and, and and sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Pat. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. No, but the thing about it to me is like what I've felt when I watched it 
seven years later is I'm like, damn, dude, like this got me. I got more into this match watching it back than I have something in a long time. That was the thing. I was just like, this felt like fucking good. Just the vibe of the crowd, everything. And I don't know, dude. I don't know. I had so much I wanted to say about this. And then you get in the moment and all this shit just slips from your fucking head. <laughs> yeah. He, he actually said to me, I'm not going to lie to you, bud. I called him while I was at work. He's like, I'm not going to lie to you, bud. I didn't take any notes on this. It's all in my head. Dude. That's my best. And that's just my best so y'all know, I was late to work today to watch this. Because, and I was planning to watch it on my break, but I started watching it like 30 minutes before I had to be at work. And I was like, I can't. I just couldn't stop watching it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be late to work today to watch this fucking match. What a mess. Fuck fuck oh, the last thing. I remember what I was going to say now, and I'm going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ethan, can you tell Ethan loves this match? Here's the thing. What I loved about it is how organic the story they're telling is. It almost doesn't feel like a story because the story, story resonates with body. Huh? It's real. It's the culmination of his career, man. It's and, now, yeah. and now Ethan and, has stole my thunder, and that's what I was going to oh, say. Sorry. Huh. Um, but <laughs> the fucker just, said too much. But when, when Roddy does the shit like in the finish, when he's trying to get him in that stronghold, puts his ass in the face, it's like, stay the fuck down, dude. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You're not taking... This is all I have. This is what I've worked for. You're not going to come in here and be this sly little bastard and fucking beat me. But you also see fear in it, though. Dude, the desperation on Roddy when he's fucking kicking away at his ass. You know what I mean? feels like a scene in a movie where someone's trying to, like, survive, bro. He's like, motherfucker, stop. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, he even after Zach taps, like, Roddy falls over almost in, like, bro. exhaustion. Of, he like, falls. And then you know what I love? Zach, oh, Zach, tries, Zach's instinctually... Lands his leg up on his face too. You know what I mean? Right? You know what I mean? It just—they felt like the, he falls back with him into the corner, like he's like in exhaustion, and like uh, Zach's foot's just just to the side of his shoulder, and he kind of like kicks at him. He's like, "Fucking yeah, yeah, bitch!" He tries to kick him. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, in those moments when you have a finish like that, it's like that you just finally take a breath of air after like three minutes of like this. Yeah. And just to have the finish be them falling back in Zach's last motion after having to quit is still kind of like, I, I almost had fight, you, motherfucker. motherfucker. Yep. Yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yep. Um, Cortland, since the motherfucker stole your thunder, might as well get to you now. Uh, I just love how much this match represents both of these wrestlers individually. Both of them really got their shit in, and they knew how to make each other look great and look the way that they wanted to look mm -hmm. which i felt like was really important for roderick strong in this era of his career because at this point it's like dude the last fucking decade of my life i've tried everything and it's failed this is starting to work here's the image that i have for it if you fuck that up i'm really gonna fuck you yep. yeah like, yep. It, yep. this is like this yep. is make or break <laughs> for me like you're yep. making it in half the time i need yep. a fucking break and you're gonna give it to me and, dude, he deserves it so much. And, yeah, everyone wants to go on the, like Ethan said, Roderick Strong, he is that backbreaker guy. He's a guy that was just sitting in the mid for so long. But there's a reason he's the, he's the backbreaker guy. It's because he knows how to do them, and he knows how to do them he's right. Damn good. Against everybody, man. Um, I love to see him now. Even the bullshit we have to deal with to see him wrestle. Uh, even if he was the weak link in Undisputed Era and he was like the add-on in the end, uh, he was still the story of Undisputed Era, right? Like, 
yeah, they had their debut and stuff. Um, but like him doing the turn on uh, Pete was just so important. It mm-hmm. felt like it felt like a whole. I mean, forgive me for saying, you know, but it's a whole new era, and it was the undisputed era, you know, like they they moved the needle, and it wouldn't have happened without Roderick Strong. And I feel like in indie wrestling around this time, a lot of stuff wouldn't stand the test of time like this does. Um, yes. And Roderick Strong is one of the pieces that makes this match stand the test of time. Because um, you can have Zack Sabre Jr. throw these fucking five-star matches every mm-hmm. motherfucking weekend. All you gotta do is just tune in to New Japan, you know? But, but he, wasn't the, he wasn't the driver here. But he's not. Um, Roger Strong is the key piece that's holding the door to PWG right now. And Excalibur's the one calling it. Um, like you said, man, Chris Hero and Excalibur calling this match is you couldn't ask for two people that to know more pro wrestling than and the two of them two combined. Yes. Um, and two, two people who know these guys. You know exactly. what I mean? Like with Roddy, especially. Like Hero came up with Roddy too. Came up with Roddy too. You know, so they're telling it. Almost like about their friend, like, man, I bet Roddy, you know, Roddy's really been pissed lately. You know what I mean? They're just kind of talking. They're like, why is he so mad? You know, he's an angry young fella. They're like, you know, how would you feel if this was you, you know? Yeah, and you can feel the importance to Roderick Strong in this match, and the arena can feel it. Like, the people especially up close, that front row, man, like, they're breathing in the same air that these guys are, you know? Like, they feel the intensity between the two of them. Um, the little piece that I do have written down about this match, because I just watched it intently twice. That's sick. I um, love that. Roderick Strong does a baseball drop kick to the outside, and it sends Junior, like sends his ass into the crowd. Yep. And instead of him waiting for him to come back in, yep. he runs he out and picks, picks him, him up, up dead weight and pulls him back <laughs> in and rushes for up. this cover. Man. Dude, yes. that's yes. a little shit. You do not see enough in today's pro wrestling. Yep. Yes, these dude. big moves, these great moves you hit on the outside, these fucking moonsaults, these topes, they don't mean anything if you're not trying to win with them. Yes. Get the motherfucker back in. Go for a pin. Yep. The love mm-hmm. of God. If anything, it gives you both three seconds to breathe. Yep. You can yep. call your next spot. You can figure out the energy of the room where you want to go. For the love of God, don't do a fucking tope run over here do a flip here go run around the commentary table come bucking back and do this just to go back inside and do a headlock it makes no fucking sense <laughs> sorry cut the carny bullshit um i do love if you're gonna be urgent be urgent the whole yeah. time kind of thing um, yeah. the more i talk about it the more it moves up in my head this is a four and three quarters to me um I wish I would have watched it happen and watched this whole trajectory of both of their careers in this moment. Because yeah. I do believe it could have been a five-star match if I knew the week-to-weeks. And if you lived it at the time kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. So, man, Roderick Strong, I can't I can't say it enough. Um, what a fucking unbelievable athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conditioning between both of these two is top-notch. Um, I... I encourage people to watch this pay-per-view. I think that it's a hell of a pay-per-view to get into, especially if you're trying to show a friend pro wrestling. If you're trying to get someone into it, there's a little bit of everything in this call. Uh, every, literally. There's a, for everybody. There's a match for everybody. Um, except for Dutton. 
Yeah, you, you can take your crazy ass somewhere else. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, man, I enjoyed this match. There's a, uh, I hope that we get more Zack Saber Jr. in the states. Um, He's fun, on national man. television. Yeah. I hope that it happens. Brother. I don't care who it's against or Brian Danielson. Uh, it's got him, man. It, it really has to. Um, and Put honestly, <laughs> and honestly, man, I would, I would really enjoy Roderick Strong leaving WWE. Um, Please. And it doesn't have to be AEW where he goes, man. I think Roderick Strong is one of those talents that can somewhere like Impact, he can hold somewhere like NW, can hold these promotions. Like uh, even if he wanted to do a small stint in MLW, work those style matches. And he will get eyes to that product. Dude. Uh, Roger Strong is one of those people that you want on your fucking roster. And yeah. if you think you don't, you are wrong. Don't be in this business. Dude, all you got to do. You fucking want on your team to be there to talk to the younger guys, the guy that can relate to the older guys. Yeah. And yes. they know how to move within the business that gets them and you further along yeah. he's just one of those guys man can't because he's been there you know he's he's been working the indies he's been on the indies and seen his friends go higher he's been in wwe you know what i mean he's been everywhere a wrestler can be in 22 but he worked the i gotta try harder i gotta be harder and then he was and then he went to, and then he went to wwe and then he learned how to work the hard camera he learned how to work the crowd how to, not to his storytelling was done he already figured that out, right? Yeah. But working a crowd individually, like knowing in a section that cares about this more than they care about this and trying to sink this spot of this match into this side of the room and trying to sink this part of the match to that part of the room. That's the kind of guy that was able to learn that, and he was super quick about it. Um because every room's different, and he's one of those people that I feel like within the first two exchanges, he already knows where this match should go, and he can throw audibles at any fucking time. Roderick Strong, man. Looking. Casey. I think, us off here, bud. I think at this point, I'm the only person that hasn't had a five-star match yet. Oh, you say that ominously. Four and three quarters. Um, oh, you're a bitch! <laughs> I mean, there's not a whole lot else I can say about it. It's a great match. I don't know what that five is going to be. Um, I want he wave ninety eight coming next week. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I, I want to just at nauseum. It's a running joke at this point. Um, Roderick Strong's finisher being called the end of heartache is still amazing to me. I love kill switch engage. Roderick Strong. I love that you love Kill Switch Engage. That's so sick. <laughs> one of my favorite albums. Um, he will always be one of my favorite people. Uh, every time that Zach got Roddy in a double wrist lock and Chris Hero lost his fucking mind was amazing. But other than that, y'all said it at nauseum at this point. It's a great match. Watch it. Maybe it'll be your five-star match, just not mine. I, I don't know, like, what a mess. You know that Roderick Strong used to come out to a victim of Target by Misery Signals in Ring of Honor, right? Really? really? Not only that, 
he would come out to a Boondock Saints sound clip before that song. That is the the <laughs> it was a firefight like that <laughs> sound clip. <laughs> it, that is what he used to come out to Good in Ring Lord. of Honor. One last Roderick Strong fact. Put some respect on this human's name. Chuck Taylor and Trent had a talk show on the High Spots Network, actually, since we got a subscription, we can all go watch it. Called Poppin' Dogs and Talkin' Hogs. Oh, it's a real thing, I promise you, it's on there. God. They had Roderick Strong on that Very show. Listen. God damn it. Just spinning their hogs. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, it, it's I'll a phenomenal you. show that made me fall in love with those two individuals that we see every Wednesday night on Dynamite. Which we do live reviews of on the YouTube channel. Oh, we yeah, will we be do. there tomorrow night. But we they ask a lot of questions on that show to their guests. Weird ones. How do you wipe your ass? Weird questions, right? Where are we getting quote, with this? I was like, where the fuck is this going? The, the Roderick Strong quote that I would like to leave us with. Have you ever full dogged a prostate? All right. That's well, Roderick Strong. Oh, That's Roderick right. Strong when you get a Miller Lite in his hand. All right. He, well, <laughs> he, he drinks a Miller Lite and says that. Go watch. All right. Well. For um, you broke Pat. He's done. <laughs> Pat, hey Pat, so, I'm gonna to it. All right, done. let's fucking reel it in, fellas. Oh all right, God. the term "prosto" just got used on the Up and Ever podcast. If that's on your bingo card, check, check that, that motherfucker off. off. Roderick Strong uh, asking Chuck Taylor. Before I, what was the answer? You have to. I'll link you to find out. Uh, so before I uh, we get Mike to send us out of here, I just really want to, you know, inform everybody. Um, what was the thing that I was going to say? Shit. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know if you guys knew this, but some people don't start this podcast not high. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Oh, that you were just smoking some weed, forgot what you were going to say, buddy. No big deal. Yeah, that happens to me every day. <laughs> Whether I smoke uh, or don't, I just fucking forget things. I don't smoke at all, man. I forget everything all goddamn day. Uh, oh, I remember what it was. Uh, it reach is. out to us on socials about one particular thing. We're looking for more stuff to do. These one-offs like PWG that we just did while in our deep dive of ECW. Uh, we're thinking about doing some TNA stuff. Uh, do you want us to do any other random ass companies? Is there an event that you want us to do? Hit us up, DM us privately on the Up and Over Pod. Tweet at us. Uh, we would love to know what you want us to do next because uh, these one-offs are really fun. It's really cool to distract us from the other shit that we got going on, and a change of pace is always nice. Yeah. If you recommend us watching any WCWs, I will block you. I will not do it. <laughs> Oh, but give me something. No, if you're gonna recommend me something, <laughs> give me something good. Not the shit every fucking podcast in the world a million times. Give me something good. That's my challenge. Honestly, I'd be okay with a top ten recommended matches to go and watch. Just a uh, some food for thought. Yeah, fuck it, yeah. fellas. Anything else that you wanted to talk about before I get us on out of here? I gotta go to bed. Like Me too. I gotta. I gotta be at work in six hours. Um, for the birthday boy, our coffee chugging Cadillac cowboy Ethan. For pinball Patty. For Big Papa C. For El Gordo. I am 
uh, Mike, my uh, my room's probably 85 degrees. I'm sweating like a motherfucker here. Um, up and over pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, that was up and over pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok since Casey wants to just be a fucking psychopath. Uh, from there on our Twitter and TikTok, or Twitter and Instagram, you will be able to find all of our social medias. Um, as it was implied earlier, Cortland, myself, and it sounds like Ethan will be doing a uh, Dynamite live watch along, really. Watch on along, watch along. We've officially changed to a watch along. Hey. Um, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. on the Up and Over podcast YouTube. Um, I think, what's our link tree? Is it linktr.ee slash up and over pod as well? That's where yep. you'll find Somewhere all the damn links. Um, from there, ask us questions, man. Tweet at us. Tell us what you like, what you didn't like. Uh, make sure you like, review, uh, comment, rate it, subscribe. subscribe, all the fun stuff, all the boring stuff. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating. If you're listening on Spotify and you're listening right now, that means you made it through a whole episode. Leave us a five-star rating as well. And guys, we will see you next week for Heat Wave 1998 from ECW. Y'all enjoy your week, and we'll see you back here. Later. Fuck you, Lawler.